Welcome to Snowmobile Sessions Live on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. It's the number one destination to learn about snowmobiling, network with other sledders, and have an awesome time doing it. We'll meet other snowmobilers that share your passion and show your fan photos along the way. Snowmobile Sessions Live. Enjoy the ride. This episode of Snowmobile Sessions Live is brought to you by Energy Power Sports. They're Oakville's full-line BRP dealer with sales and service to all BRP models and so much more. Energy Power Sports always has the fun in store with a wide selection of clothing, parts, and accessories for all your power sports passions. Make Energy Power Sports your source for Can-Am off-road ATV and side-by-sides. Can-Am on-road Riker and Spider, including the sporty F3S, Sea-Doo watercraft and switch pontoon boats and Alumacraft fishing boats powered by Mercury Marine. Put yourself on a Manitou pontoon or a widescape stand-up snowmobile. Energy Power Sports is the home for Lynx and Ski-Doo snowmobiles for the entire family. Do you feel the energy? Energy Power Sports. 879 Cranberry Court, Oakville, Ontario. Or online, energypowersports.ca. All right, we are here in the shop, and uh, we've got John Luke Lemire from Energy Power Sports. Corey Jinks is in the house, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, all the exciting things going on at Skidoo. And uh, we'll start with John Luke because he he's got a big uh, celebration he had invited us out to last week. Well, it, yeah, it was not a, a, a big celebration. We didn't have the th- a, a thousand people, but uh, we wanted to keep it quaint. Uh, we just effectively have turned five years old, which uh, I'm, I'm super proud of. Uh, it's been, um, it feels like it's been 20 years, Gary, to be honest with you. Like it's, it's, uh, it's gone super fast, but um, what, what a journey it's been. And we've, uh, you know, we've sold in five years in excess of uh, 5,800 units, uh, which is, uh, wow. you know, when we, when we do all the math and all that stuff, we, we actually, we started to, to see how many repair orders we've done that we've done. How many um, parts have we uh, invoices have we done? Where uh, it is just has been insane. So it's been a lot of fun. We um, we took the moment, as you know, because you were you were here uh, to celebrate it with our wife, uh, with our, our our staff, their wives and husbands and, and significant others, and, and just a few clients. We uh, we invited some people that either have uh, been with us uh, for a long time, obviously uh, partners in in various. Uh, uh, parts of the business, whether they're on social media or, uh, or bank people and, and a few people like that, that's sort of uh, the approach we took. And we took uh, opportunity to uh, to celebrate and to recognize some of the staff who have been with us since the beginning. And at the beginning, we there's only eight of us plus me, so that was nine. And five of those people are still here. So I'm, I'm really, really proud of that. Um, and they've been along with me for the journey. They've been great. Uh, and uh, yeah, so about five years, and it was five years. I went went to club to order the, I guess what would have been model twenty twenty one, skidoo, or was it twenty twenty rather? Yeah, and um, and the rest is just history. We've been we've been pushing real real hard, and and uh, although right now you would uh, it doesn't feel like we're in skidoo season. Corey can probably attest to that, and everyone who's watching right now, it just. Uh, 
it's one of those years. It's it's uh, it's a challenging one, but uh, but still the the product is is terrific. We had some nice surprises along the way, um, and and I really like what BRP did, given that it is a unique year. Uh, that you know they, they want to make sure that that uh, they probably they kept some of the surprises for next year. So um, it's it's a it's just a different year. One of those uh, not a lot of snow year. So that's what it is. What are you finding as far as the 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 customers are saying? Are they still pumped about the the uh, the spring orders and uh, are they are they long term buyers? Like that's what I always said. Even when COVID had that spike of of sales and you're getting all the people jumping in to try the sport and it's yeah. it's almost like we needed a year like this to reset everything to to show people like if you're in this you're in it for the long run you don't buy in a sled for one year el nino's come and go yeah you know this, this i think you, you touched on the right point it is a bit of a reset year um and uh you know i i spoke about that uh, phenomenon uh, before is that, is that where we had so many consumers that never tried snowmobile whatsoever and they just uh they, they showed up here and bought four sleds for the family and all the clothing and, and that that's nice but they didn't know where to go and there's a lot of education out of that many of them actually came back to us and say you know what it's not for me i think i'm more of a cd or an atv type of person um so it is a reset here in many ways but i do believe that the the, the traditional uh, sled head understands that from time to time there'll be a, a season like that um but uh you know so we, we do have some people still enthusiastic about um some of the changes in fact uh, today i think we sold a couple of backcountries turbo so um you know we they have addressed some of the things that people were looking for which is good and um the, so on my credit card is what you're saying did he but you know everybody's the, getting the elementary turbos this year it's, sorry it'd be, it'd be too obvious it's like last year with the comp <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah maybe maybe but um an interesting thing for me and we've observed this for the last two years in a row now and this is happening again is we are seeing more and more people going to the utility type of sleds the demand for utility sleds Scandic, Tundras, Expedition, a Grand Touring, I know is more of a touring uh, sled, but it's got a lot more utility to it. Uh, that is soaring still. And as much as we still get, you know, our backcountry Renegade, MXZ, uh, uh, Fanatics, we we're still seeing, we're seeing a, an increase of people looking to use a sled for multi-purpose uh, utility, for, you know, fishing, ice fishing, that type of stuff, going in the woods deep. Um, so that that's uh, that's a segment that we've seen increase over the last few years, and this year again we've got some new changes that that are appealing I think to those people. So um, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Um, this year I'm running a uh, 2024 Backcountry XRS that uh, neo mint and orange. So I love that color. Um, right on. Yeah, I don't have a lot of kilometers on it, <laughs> unfortunately. But you coming from a Lynx, you like you had a Lynx the year before. What is it? What do you like about that expedition um, compared to your other trail sleds you've had? Uh, so it's not an expedition; it's a backcountry. But uh, uh, so oh, yeah, sorry, I yeah, like the links. Yeah, I like the links. This year, actually, I put uh, um, an X terrain to compare it to the backcountry. It's it's sort of the sister like of uh, of uh, for, for for the backcountry. Uh, 
the, the, the X terrain is extremely nervous, more so than the Rave is, in my opinion. Um, and uh, but you know, when when you don't have enough snow, the the lugs on, on the back are, are can be a little bit problematic. So I I think we ended up maybe making a bit of a mistake on on my uh, my track. It's okay. <laughs> I do a lot of backcountry where I am at the cottage because there's no there's not a lot of uh, trails. So it's been great there. It's, it, it performs amazing. Um, but somehow, you know, Lynx is, I don't know, like uh, I know Corey's going to get upset because he's a Skidoo guy, but ambassador. But Lynx is it's just a different animal altogether. No, no pun intended here, but not because of the name, but it is a different sled. It, it feels different. It's not a red Skidoo at all. Um, you know, I think Neil Owen can probably attest to this. He's got both a Skidoo and a Lynx. And they are very, very different. I, I sometimes compare to people when, you know, I like skiing and snowboarding. To me, it's a little bit like that. You know, I enjoy skiing for certain things and I like snowboarding for other reasons. Um, and and that, that's what I, I feel that the two models are, are like. So those are the two slides I got this year um, and that I put on it. And I put on a, a whitescape as well. Uh, that, right however, I will tell you, I think it's, uh, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of it's it's tough. It's tough on you. You don't start with a whitescape uh, outing and then try to go snowmobiling after because you are drenched. You're completely wet. You're so you're soaked from working out. Wow. Um, great way to lose weight, I will tell you. I think. I thought it would have been neat to buzz around the lodge a few weeks ago. You know, like we were our cabins were all spread out, and even going to the main lodge for dinner or breakfast or whatever, it'd be neat just to hop on the the whitescape and and just zip over right if you need to, to do anything so it's kind of kind of cool yeah no it's uh it's uh it, it's just a very very different type of sled it's it's not trying to be a regular snowmobile it's not something you ride on the trails because you will fall uh you need deep deep snow for it but it's a lot of fun one once you get the hang of it uh the 20 horsepower is plenty the lightweight of, of this thing is just uh, it's a lot of fun it is it's not something you wear a full helmet on though with a visor you need a snow cross. You need the wind to come in, honestly, because it is <laughs> it, it just you get you start getting very uh, sweaty and your visor gets really foggy real quick. You end up actually uh, riding it wide open, um, but it's great. The, the other thing, obviously, we, we won Skidoo Dealer of the Year as well for the district. So I was really, really happy with that. And that's year two for us in a row. Um, nice. Congratulations. You guys earn really, it, though, really man. Hard. Yeah, you guys yeah, earn it. Everyone I send your way is just uh, got nothing but good things to say, and and I love hearing that. Yeah, no, it's it's been awesome, and and we got a few more more, more things we got to we're, we're working on, so stay tuned. But uh, it should uh, it should get exciting for us. Yeah, here's a good question that John Luke, you could you might be able to answer. Sled too fast yeah. is BRP trying to push the same volume of sleds to dealers for model year 25, given the current sled market. So that's a great question and uh, of course I don't know about other dealers uh, but I will tell you it, it, a couple of things it'll vary by region because some certain regions got more snow than we did right and uh, so it'll vary by regions and by segments uh, but I will say this a BRP has been I think uh, hearing what what the dealers have been saying you know they, they see the data uh, if we're not doing registration they see the sleds are not selling they know exactly how many we got in stock left they know that uh, chances are, you know, there's an algorithm of, of you know, how many um, we, we share our data on, on pre-owned units. 
uh, so they know what we have. Certain dealers, you know, have more pre-owned. They may not have as many new left and, and some vice versa and some a balance of both. Um, but they do try to, you know, take a look at it holistically um, and, and will address the markets as they need to be addressed. There could be a place in the U.S. where they're just booming and, you know, uh, but certainly in our region, um, the expectation will not be increase in volume because uh, we will have, um, uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of sleds left. Uh, we, we do today. So, yeah. And that's the thing he asked earlier. I'd like to hear John Luke's take on why someone would upgrade with the low trade in values slash saturated use market. Is the values that low or, or what do you, what are you finding from the dealer level? Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this because I have uh, in previous past life, as you probably know, I used to work in the car business. And so in automotive, it's much the same. It comes down to it, it's not that, that that they're devaluing faster. It's it's the availability in the marketplace. And it could mean, you know, like your expedition is worth more than a renegade, uh, a traditional renegade adrenaline because there's just more of those in the marketplace. So it's a, there's a, so many different factors. But there's no doubt that with uh, offerings from the manufacturer, uh, whether it's incentives on interest rate or cash discounts, uh, that puts pressure on the value of the pre-owned sleds, right? Uh, or any models for that matter, whether it's a spider or a boat or anything like that. Uh, when the demand is not there as much and there's ample inventory and you, you apply pressure with incentives, obviously, it's going to push down the values of the pre-owned sleds. There's no doubt about it. Um, this is not dealers trying to um, to try to, you know, many people say that we try to steal the, 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 the trades. We have to make a reasonable profit on these sleds because we have to A, carry them. But people don't understand this is actually hard cash that a dealer has to fork out, right? Because those units are not financed. They're not on the floor plan. Uh, so we are we're bearing the cost of these units. And we will do so between, you know, literally Feb all the way now to October, November. So it's a lot of months to, to have this thing sitting on your shelf, uh, taking valuable space, and uh, you know it basically ate uh, your pockets. So you, it's a balance. It's a balanced approach. It's like anything else. Um, but yeah, there'll, there'll be some pressure on pre-owned for sure. That that's just uh, that's the market. That's just how that that works. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think there's enough incentive uh as far as the advancements go that ever launched this year which we're going to talk about today that kind of make you want to steer yourself into a new sled uh i'm not going to lie like the the uh the improvements in that front end are dramatic it's uh it's i hate to say game changing because it's been used way too much but it's uh it's industry leading and industry changing as far yeah. as what they're doing there. So let's it, get it into is, Corey Jinks. He's been waiting quietly up there. And we'll keep yeah. talking to John Luke. Uh, keep hanging around. Great. It's um, like, uh, I feel like a region worker. I just get to stand around and watch. Yeah. You're <laughs> typical. You're like me in a work Zoom meeting, you know? You just. <laughs> so how's, how's your winter been? You've seen to be getting a lot of riding in this year on that comp. Uh, it, uh, optically it looks like it. Um, I'm making do just like everybody else. Um, you have to be willing to go when there's snow and willing to move some things around to make it happen. Like if you're like, Oh, we're going to go riding next week from this time to this time. You can't, you can't hope that it's good. You got to go when it's good and you just pack your things and, and you head out. And 
Luckily, I've got a pretty good uh, core group of riding buddies that live pretty locally that we can jam some stuff into a trailer and head out. Um, pretty, uh, pretty drop of a hat, you know. Those firemen they have a tough schedule, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> freedom um, for uh, for those guys. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been like I'm half of what I would normally have at this at this time. Uh, it does feel like I have made the best of it. I don't think I could really have many more than I already do without literally not working and having a, a legitimate personal life. So yeah, um, yeah, family. You got a young one at home as well, and. That, that yeah. always plays into it, right? Yeah, and uh, she can't quite hold on the handlebars yet, so we're 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 taking it easy there. But yeah, read. yeah. to full circle back to even what uh, JL was saying about sled stuff, like it's it's it is definitely exciting to see what Skidoo's launched, and we're obviously going to get into a lot of the the up and comings and what uh, what there is to look forward to, you know. And then looking at my sled, I have and and it having the least amount of miles, it's. I'm ever going to have on a snowmobile probably going, Hmm, you know, but obviously my, my situation is a little bit different than a lot of people, but, um, you know, I look at someone asked me today, Hey, like I, I'm kind of interested in your sled. What would you sell it for? I don't even know. I, I have to really see what the marketplace is going to, I'm scared to even throw out a number that is either a going to be offensive on the high side or, or I'm going to let it go for, for maybe, you know, just too cheap, but it's hard to, it's hard to know that. Yeah. It's hard to see what you, or what uh, Kijiji is, is saying. I mean, there's obviously the guys that throw some pretty crazy pricing out there and hope for the best. So we'll, uh, we'll let the marketplace dictate it, I think in the coming months and, and see, I, I am a motivated seller. So if someone's got some money, uh, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. What, what is your, what, so, go ahead, John Luke. No, I was going to say, I, I might hit him up, but just, just a quick note on that is that, one of the challenges to, in a market like this when snow is almost vanished completely we now have to project ourselves into the market october november december and that's the challenging thing for any dealer or any consumer who's looking to sell their sleds so to corey's point you know some people are putting some crazy numbers we've seen this year again some people attempted the COVID pricing you know a, a comp for forty thousand dollars we've seen it right but um it just, you know, unfortunately, it, that that's not going to work anymore. There's a readjustment. Uh, the challenge is, you know, no one has a crystal ball. Where will the market be in the fall? It's, it's, uh, we just don't know. But that, that that old adage of, you know, I don't know how many cons consumers would come here and say, oh, the difference should be no more than fifteen hundred dollars to three thousand. That that's not how this works. It's not a simple no. math. I wish it'd be that simple, but there's a lot of factors and indicators you got to look at. Well, I think that's the thing. If you spring order two, like you, you can't really go by interest rates today either, because right. if you look at the Where way that the market's going, it looks like they're coming down. So in the fall, when, when it comes time to pay the piper, it could be better situation for people than it is right now. It could be worse too, but by, by the way that the, the metrics are looking, it's looking like the end of this year is going to be more positive in the, in the, form yeah. of interest rates and things like that but i mean that's just speculation so what yep. your your comp 850 i want to hear I, I haven't really talked to you much since we wrapped it um what what's your thoughts on it Is, has it been ab above your expectations has it been what you thought it was going to be what are you thinking i think it is exactly where i thought it was going to be 
and uh, and that's why I like it so much because uh, at first, you know, when the internet gets a hold of all the information at launch, you know, turbo, uh, 15 horse and blah, blah, blah. They think this thing is going to be, you know, 140 mile an hour sled out of the box. And it it's yeah. not, it's not what it's going to do. So with the expectation of knowing exactly what this sled was going to do for me, it's, it, it's, it's met all my standards and more. It's so much fun to ride. It, uh, it's, it's just, it, there's so, well, bring it back. There's just so many things to go on about it other than just the turbo that this year's sled's been my favorite hands down, um, between the handling, obviously the, the, the responsiveness, the linear power of the turbo is amazing. Uh, I have no gripes with it. Uh, mine's been great. Ice consumption has been little to none. Uh, I would say I ride, I'm a pretty aggressive rider, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I've witnessed it. Yeah. When some guys have had got their hands on turbos, even before me and, uh, you know, the internet, uh, kind of, I don't know why, but they got hyper fixated on ice consumption, which you don't buy that sled. If that's what you're worried about, you know, putting $30 jug of ice in it a couple times a week or a month, you know, that's not why you buy that sled. So thinking I was going to go through a lot, I've got a shelf of it and I've maybe put a Gatorade bottles worth in it all season so far. So yeah, um, yeah. Very, impressed, very impressed with that. Very impressed with the power. It's uh, the, the handling, um, which we'll, we'll get into with uh, the updates on the Raz uh, RX uh, front end. But this sled, it handles the best out of any sled, like I said, I've ever had. That's so awesome. imagine now if you couple that with that new front suspension, I think, mm -hmm. you know, like the balance of that sled, uh, from what I hear anyway, I, I have not tried the comp with the turbo. I, I had one on order and you saw it, Gary. Actually, I think that's the one behind yeah. you. That was supposed to be for me. And, and uh, I, you know, I had to let it go because I just, I couldn't find time to ride. So, yeah. Wild. No, it said, and that's the thing, Neil Owen, we talked, I talked to Neil at the, at the fifth anniversary event yeah. and, he said the same thing. He hasn't went through a jug of, of ice and he rides hard as well. Like he, it, but his thing was, you know what? I ride when it's cold. So that, that ice is going to burn more when it's hot and because it's keeping your, your, uh, your intake temperature down, right? That's what yeah. it's all about. So um, he said, if you're riding in cold weather, you shouldn't be using any ice. Right. And I, and I went, that make, that makes a lot of sense. So, Masser says he wished it makes turbo noises. Does it? Does it make any turbo noises? It really doesn't. It, they have really like they've kept that noise under control. Um, there is uh, certain situations that it, you will catch a little back flutter, and for me, it's very satisfying. You know, when you go full wide open to no load on the track, like if you're coming and uh, the right RPM and the right speed, and all of a sudden the track goes from load to no load, and you let off. It does give a little back flutter and it does make you smile under the helmet. Um, I mean, I, I would be a liar if I said I wish it didn't make or I wish it didn't make more noise because uh, that would be very satisfying to me. The 900R and the wastegate that that has, like, it's very satisfying to ride that thing. It could be slow as a turd, but it, it if it sounds good, it just makes it seem like you're going fast. I mean, it's like the whole premise of why people put cans on their sleds because it feels fast, even though it's slower now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, so, it's funny because yeah. we rode with Mike Galitz with his 900 and Drew and I laughed so much over the weekend. There's one in the video I'm I'm putting out. I'm hoping it, it's live tomorrow, but Galitz 
pat we're doing flybys on the trail and everyone's like ying 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 on the two strokes and ghoulies goes by but like it, it i said it farted at me because it was just this back this back flutters <laughs> it's like but it's so awesome to hear the noise like every it's not got, negative every time i got to go on his sled it's like i could just drive 20 kilometers an hour in a parking lot just load getting it some load and just backing it off and hearing the wastegate it sounds so good and yeah like uh, i've heard that about the comps that there is no wastegate like that and i don't know why they would have because the mountain sleds if you i've even the stock bone stock mountain it's tons of uh of uh uh, flutter from the turbo so i don't know what yeah. changed from yeah. those two obviously completely different system i wonder if it's elevation that that causes that i don't know you might be onto something well because right they there. have to run more boost pressure at higher elevations so your wastegate yeah. pressure way more open so that actually might be something it might, to do with yeah that. it might be up to it too let's uh let's see who's in the chat tonight we got quite a quite a full house here tonight um massart was first in and i uh, got a great photo from him you guys are gonna love it uh, Jinxie's been active in the chats and Lapointski's in the house. Um, he's going to love the video tomorrow. Uh, Burn, he's, he's come to join us tonight. Greg Kelly, uh, um, sled tube. Uh, that's a great uh, guy. He's got lots of good questions. Like we've already seen, uh, Corey Brock's monitoring uncle bucks is evening. Everyone, Rob Reinhardt. He was talking about, uh, about the links outdoor hobby guy is a hoot. He's giving me some French lessons, John Luke. You're going to see that dirt nasty moto he's in there. He says winter's basically over, but I can hear that from a, uh, an ATV guy like him. Um, yeah, Master says big episode here. All-terrain TVs in the house. Um, what else we got? Will, William McCleary. I ran into Ron Kesselute yesterday at, uh, at Edgewater, um, Edgewater Park Lodge. He says, say hello, and he was hoping to run into Corey on Saturday, you and Corey. Walleye Wiz is here. Uh well, sorry if I'm missing any, but I'm just quickly firing through the list here. Um, it, it goes on and on and on and on and on. There's 62. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I missed that one. Yeah, so they're there. So maybe maybe outdoor hobby guy will give us some French lessons in the in the chat. So yeah, John Luke, you'll like the series from Lodge Sessions this year. We got lots of lots of good French in it for you. Yeah, again, another session I did not attend. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. This one was tougher because this was this was late notice, and you're a busy guy. So yeah, it's all yeah. right. So we'll, yeah, we'll be, we'll yeah. I didn't know that village bozo is a French term though. When he said that I'm the village bozo, is that what does that mean? Does that mean village that... idiot? That's <laughs> <laughs> what it means. I, I uh, translate it for that one. Bozo means the I, same thing. That's a rough translation, you know. That's yeah. I think he might have. I think he might have read my script wrong. Who knows? But. We'll get there, yeah. So, the guy that's always in the <laughs> that's right. So no, he's he's uh, done some good things. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Drew made it fart Lapointe. He says, yeah. John Luke uh, Galitz was stuck in the snow and he's in this big, big hole. I thought someone had killed a, a bull moose and Galitz was in the this hole where he landed and at the back snow flap of his sled and Drew gets on there to move it out of the hole. It goes dead, 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 and it just shovels this huge amount of snow. I insult to injury, Galitz's face. He had no helmet on, and down the front of his jacket, it was like it was like a six-inch thick layer of snow. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is this: what happens when you give a guy that all he knows is uh, you got to build the RPMs on a two-stroke and get it to move out of a deep hole. I didn't know that four-stroke was just gonna happen like that. And I didn't catch it on camera, oh, which is the worst part. I just, so, but yeah, so. 
Was it the sled or was it Drew oh, that geez. got the fart noise? Don't break my toys. Yeah. It's just going to be like the 2018 that's in the trailer. <laughs> Look, it's also got a frozen rear Yeah, skirt. so. No, that's cool. What do you, uh, Jinxie, like the, the 2018, we're going to see some pictures and stuff, but what, what are you most excited about on the 2020, uh, the 2025s? Well, being a two-stroke guy, I always uh, tend to funnel my attention towards uh, the MXE line now. And, uh, you know, being really impressed with the sled I have, I didn't think I could, uh, you know, you never think you can be impressed more. But uh, with the new uh, front suspension and the new spindles, like that's going to 20% less body roll, supposedly. And that's already hard to believe with, with how this sled handles now. I was very impressed. So. Uh, that'll be very cool um, for the people that can take advantage of it. The module within the gauge that everyone's been uh, very keen on, on getting is uh, is huge. So that's a, a nice step in the right direction. Um, you know, us in Ontario might be a little bit yet, but uh, our rest of our friends everywhere else will uh, get the benefit from that, which is super cool. You and you had you had smart shocks last year on your 23 and then yeah. your 24. You've got the new the, the pro 40s. What are your yep. thoughts? Does does the comp need smart shocks like they've come out with this year, or would you still order it with the with the Pro Forties? Well, being completely transparent, um, I ordered another comp with Pro Forties, um, two parter. I think part of the reason why I could get it to turn the way it did was I was able to dial that suspension just like the way that I had it orientated a little more specifically for me, and uh, I think that was part of it. But don't get me wrong, smart shocks are amazing. They do as advertised. Rider fatigue, all that goes way down with smart shocks. Um, and I really do like it. Now, I did bottom my Pro 40s out a couple times this year. Um, believe it or not, they have made them, I think, still fairly rider friendly. They're not as, you know, a lot of guys right off the hop was, oh, this thing's going to be a cement truck. I don't know. I want a, I want a turbo, but I don't know if, you know, that shock package is going to be too much for me, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think it's still a very rideable snowmobile. I think they still tailored it down to the average guy. Um, so yeah, the smart shock would have likely took that couple big moguls I did uh, un unexpectedly. They would have bottomed out because right, they would have went full stiff and I would have been okay. So I did have a couple interesting moments on the trail this year, but um, I still going to go with the Pro 40 package. I really liked how this sled handled and I'd hate to to play with it so we'll see what the we'll see what 26 brings i might do two years on a on a regular shock let's call it and then uh who knows what's uh, on the table for us in 26 but uh that's that's my two cents there'll be yeah, hover good. hover sleds in 26. Yeah. no that, that was a that was a good point you made about being able to fine-tune the ride because we were having um if anybody's seen the videos we've been having issues with his uh, uh 24 with the front end handling of it steering yeah skis yep and you know, there's not other than you can adjust the, you can still obviously adjust like the front shock and your limiter strap, but there's not a lot you can do in the actual front end. You can't. It's just what the, the shocks give you. So yeah, I know. Also, you can always with those pro forties, like what you were saying. If anybody's in the chat about the bottoming out, you can always get them revalved for your weight and your riding style too. If you're going to keep the sled, you can always go get them revalved because I, I have pro action in my 2018 and it's amazing. I have a stage three valving in it and it's. I have not bottomed out on my 2018 137. No, it's 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 running good. My my well, I don't like the I don't like the touch things that I don't really know about, you know, and that's the smart shocks, right? Like I don't want to 
I don't want to make it worse. And I know they came, my 23 came and it was, it was, it was great, but I had those TX adjustable carbides, which going from back to standard carbide was a growing issue. And then we had crappy snow to, to tune with, but when I fired the, the curve skis on, it's, I didn't take them off. I, the actual quality pieces, adventure carbides fixed the problem, but it was like, I'm going to throw the curves on just for laughs. And, it, it wasn't laughs. It actually was like, I don't think I'm going to take them off. And I didn't. So, yeah. So there's, so, he, so he's excited about the new front end and new ski. Oh yeah. And I, I am too. Cause I think that's a huge difference. Like a, we'll, we'll get into the pictures of what the ski looks like. Yeah. It is a seriously aggressive ski. Then they just go on top of it with a taller spindle, uh, the lower shock angle, you get like an extra inch of travel out of it or something, which is just amazing that they can do that. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a different animal. So yeah they're finally listening to <laughs> consumer feedback about the front ends yeah ron castellute's checking in from the from uh from the edgewater he said hey everyone just checking in from up north uh master says uh, if you're not bottoming out you're not riding hard enough coming from a, <laughs> coming from a smart shot <laughs> was, that was going to be to my point gary uh like there are some spring changes and things you can get into in the rear skid that a lot of people neglect and and ultimately change the front end handling by a landslide like if you mess with that front spring on the on the rear skid on the rear skid uh, yeah you're, you're changing that, the front yeah. uh dramatically and and it's it's you can make a real mess of that machine pretty quickly by just going in and cranking stuff and and getting upset like the yeah, biggest no, and that's why i do I, I was doing it in little little steps and started with the carbides and the adventure carbides with the outer the eight inch adventures from koala pieces with moving the stock carbide to the outside was great like i had no real complaints with it it's just the next day i thought i'd throw the other ones on because i knew for a fact that the the skidoo especially from energy i've never had to touch my suspension i don't know what they do there but i think neil the mechanic knows what i ride like and he has it set up for me when i'm ready to go right so um i knew that it wasn't that it was more or less just putting those 144 studs on there and having the short carbides from stock i just had to to tweak that and i started with the wrong length of quality uh, of quality pieces i had a six inch adventure with no outer and i went to the eight inch with the outer and it was awesome so they were good to work with too because they helped me really tweak some things so as far well, as that, point, um, you know, there is a lot of dealers out there that do take uh, setup a little more serious. And, you know, if they can get the rider weight and, and what they're looking to do and do that little next step, you know, obviously it's not an expectation and there's not a lot of time at times to do stuff like that. But, you know, Skidoo is providing an amazing machine out of the box. It's our yeah. job as a consumer to be educated on that machine and know what it can do and how you can adjust it. And I mean, our, you know, the group of guys we have in this chat here and, and our uh, viewers, you know, they, they're, it's safe to say that those guys are pulling the sled at home, setting their proper sag. You know, there's, I'm very lucky that I'm pretty much as average size as they come. You know, I'm 5'10", 5'11", on a good day, 180 pounds. It doesn't get any more average than that. So no, the way this you're are and all perfect. That, <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm perfect. Um, you know, but if you are a taller guy, bigger guy, and you're on that 230, 240 uh, weight, I mean, that's no problem, but you're likely going to have to look into bigger helper springs because you're already, your sag is probably already going to be wrong. You're going to be yeah. four to six inches a day. And it's really, really going to depend if you're 
on a renegade or an expedition or a lynx. All that stuff is different. Uh, I think of yeah. Nihilo yeah. one, for example, you know, his skidoo is set up differently than his uh, Rave would be uh, because there are two different suspensions and, and you know, uh, he's the same guy, same weight, but, uh, but, and, and, but he rides them both, I would think, very similarly, I think. Uh, he's a pretty aggressive rider as well. Um, so it shows when he brings it into the shop, uh, when we put it on the, uh, the bud system, Neil likes speed. <laughs> right on. And, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's awesome for sure. But, um, yeah, so it, it really depends, you know, maybe if you're riding an expedition, it'll be different. If you're carrying stuff or people, you know, it, it, there's so many factors in, in, Number one, getting the right sled for you and for the, the type of riding that you do and where you do it, who you do it with, uh, it varies. Yeah, it's cool. And yeah. that's what, and that's what the best part about having skidoo is actually really. I think ever since they brought links, I think it's actually made it really good because there's such a wide variety of machines that they sell. Like the the Renegade now to the MXZ, depend even if you get a 137, it's completely different. And the links is different from that, as well as if you do smart shocks to the pro forties. So it's yeah. kind of it's kind of nice that they brought that diversity in because it helps every single rider be able to pick out something that they really enjoy. Right. right. And I, I think the versatility, uh, the the the, um, the selection of sleds in the links this year and the engines. Um, if you're a Yamaha rider, if you don't see what what's out there from links, it, it it you know obviously they brought some sleds over to Canada because of the four strokes and and so it's a great replacement for that if you're a fan of four strokes and perhaps you don't want to ride yellow that that's fine but uh, they made some colorations uh available in black a little bit more, more black than just red and um but it's if you have not tried the links um now available in a four stroke turbo and all that stuff so i i think uh, i think you ought to do that as well yeah, side by side blog has one, and it stands yeah, the, up. Yeah, the one guy at side by side blog has a. It's the, what was it the the X terrain with the nine hundred turbo R. Yeah, and it and it just it's just vertical most of the time. Now I really like that new Bru, the Brutal that they that they're coming out Brutal, with yeah. in Canada this year. That, that with a you can get that with a twenty inch wide track nine hundred turbo R with a two inch paddle on it. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that's going to be a monster. <laughs> Pretty wild. Yeah. Not, not what I'm going to have, I'll say that, but. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Someone like that that, for that sure. leads into, uh, you know, asking yourself what you are as a rider and being honest with yourself. The biggest mistake is Good not point. being honest with yourself. And uh, you buy the sled that uh, your heart wants, but it's not what you actually <laughs> actually should be riding. So that's a big thing, too, because you're going to be let you're going to be disappointed. If it doesn't turn. Well, OK, well, why are you buying an off trail sled and it's supposed to turn? You know, it's. It, you got to have expectations and real ones and uh, back full circle to your point is there are a lot of options now with the Lynx lineup that, that uh, you know, we've already seen a lot of players guys uh, and even some Articat guys jump ship to at least so they don't have to have uh, a Skidoo logo on the side of their sled. But yeah. uh, the the players, especially the Assault guys, you're, you're going to see even more of them jump with the options, not only from Lynx, but then we're going to get into the backcountry offerings. I think... Uh, uh, you're going to see a few more that are going to make that leap. Yeah, the the backcountry, uh, the options, uh, not only for the width of your front end, which is huge for a lot of them, but I click. So I was just going through like all the slides. I do this every single year. I'm always curious of what you can put for accessories and what they do. 
if you go in to the backcountry and you look at track options, there's like eight different tracks you can pick right from factory, which I think is awesome. It's they got like the the Cobra Ice Cobra, the Storm, which is an amazing track. Storm yeah. or Ice Storm, I think it's the two inch powder max. And there's a couple other tracks in there as well. But I thought that was really awesome that they give now. I kind of wish that they did that for the Renegades. Like I feel like an MXZ, I feel like you should be able to get a storm from factory on the MXZ and stuff like that. But I think that's awesome for those guys who are going to be buying that turbo backcountry this year to have so many of those options available to them. Cause a lot of people don't want to be doing a track swap. We've done a few, I've done one now. It's not really a job that you want to be doing every single season if you spring order. So it's nice when they give the riders that option right from factory, what track option, right? To pick. Yeah. We're going to get into I sent your dad quite a few photos in there uh, within some slides. We have uh, some of the track options. Yeah. And, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. we can get into that too. I mean, it's uh, it, it'll keep the conversation going and we can show some examples. And and if you're into it, let you want to start the fan photos now? Oh, it's your show. I'm along for the ride, whatever you yeah. want to do. Anybody yeah. else have anything else before photos come up? Then No, I think it's good. I think we got all the questions too, so we'll get so into We'll, do, we'll um, just run the little... Is there is there any way you can put a poll in the chat um, for me and Massart to line up our six seventies next year? Yeah, Whoa. absolutely. That's a yes. That's a lodge Sorry, that's... sessions uh, definite drag race at lodge sessions. There, next there's year. no vote necessary. Yeah, uh, Corey. that's 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 a one hundred percent. If if anyone uh, if anyone says no, Corey Brock, the uh, the moderator will will launch them out of the chat. <laughs> yeah. <That's right. laughs> no, I was just gonna say. You you've ridden with Corey Brock quite a bit. I have, and I I don't know if John Luke has or not. I think he has, but uh, there's a guy that doesn't touch his suspension or his sled. He throws on the Koala Pieces carbides and he goes. and And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if it's a 600 EFI or or the XRS 850 129. The guy is dialed. I mean, and he doesn't touch anything. He it it, it comes from Energy Power Sports the way he likes it and he goes and he rails the thing. So and it's always came you know. from Energy Power Sports the way he likes it. Because I don't know if we've told this on this show before, but he was their first ski do customer. That's right. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. correct. He was our first spring order. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Our, and, and he bought five. And hopefully six, Corey, if you're hopefully you're listening. <laughs> note. Well, I hear your you wife think? needs a new sled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Corey Jinx has an 850 comp that, that oh. Shannon would love. It's her color too. Yeah, but that one, yeah, that, that one will go to to a, to a different dealer. We don't want that one. No, that okay. There you go. True, true. I'm just teasing, Corey. I'm just teasing. Whoever shows up with the right amount of money, it's that's where it's going. Yeah. All yeah, right. You're, you're well, not, I'll call you tomorrow. You're not picky. Show up, show up in his uh, yeah. Whoever will show up in his driveway tomorrow to pick it up. All right on. Listen, while this uh, while this uh, fast track sponsors running. I want everybody to grab a shot because there's some big news um, right off the hop. So don't say I didn't warn you, warn you, okay? Fan photos are brought to you by Fast Track Snowmobile Traction. This season, quit sliding sideways on the ice and losing races to your buddies. A Fast Track stud kit will help you with improved braking and give you the arm-ripping acceleration you crave. I put over 3,000 clicks last season on my Renegade 850, and I'll tell you, these studs exceeded my expectations. Not one broken stud, my Ida wheels still look like new, and they hooked up like I was on rails in the twisties, inspiring confidence every ride. Fast Track Top Gun kits are the highest rated stud kit at 4.9 stars with over 230 reviews. 
The studs are heat treated stainless so they are strong and they don't rust. The kit is lighter, easier on the track and has a lifetime warranty against breaking. Each kit comes with a track specific template for complete balance with over double the scratch lines from stock templates. All listeners when purchasing a stud kit can get a free install kit, a $30 value. Visit FastTrack.co, add both products to the cart, and use the coupon code SNOW at the checkout. That's F-A-S-T-T-R-A-C dot C-O. There we go. All right, guys. Did, did we make did we make any comments about our new setup that we have here, uh, folks, before we get started? Yeah. We, got, we thought we'd get a little more yeah. table now. Wow, nice There's tape. Some, yeah, there it is. Some tape. I've been scanning it all night, but it's not taking me to the Snowmobile Sessions podcast. Yep. Keeps going to Skidoo's website for some reason. We so. also have another toy we could be sitting here, but it's a little too big for this table. We'll <laughs> figure that out later. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get we'll it, get it going. So. Anyway, um, Jacob Massart sent me in the photo. He said this is the best photo he took in his entire life and snowmobile career. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Cheer. Baby Massert's coming September 2024. He's got a picture of his little mini Z there. And uh, congratulations. Baby. Yeah, cheers. congratulations. Um, he, cheers, Massart. Yeah, cheers, buddy. That's uh, that's awesome news. A snowmobile sessions family as unfolding. I love it. So is this baby number one? one? I got to ask. Is it number one? It is number one for him, yeah. Yeah, so, so his sledding easy. career for the next few years is over. Um, <laughs> no, I think he's got a pretty, a pretty forgiving wife. Oh, she's, you she's, know what? She's, she's already got the mini Z box. She too. supports his, his addiction very well. That's good. That's good. No, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's for awesome. sure. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. He told me, and uh, and I think it's awesome news. Congratulations again, buddy. Um, you're going to be an awesome dad. I can't wait to see this uh, this child grow up in, in front of us all here. So just quickly go through some pictures of Drew and I on the weekend. We did the we did the Dorset. Um, we started in Dorset. We uh, we unloaded there, and we did the whole run to Algonquin Shelter, which I couldn't believe how close it is to Dorset. Um, I always thought it was in the middle of nowhere, way up north, but it isn't. And I took this picture because look at the guy who has the same jacket, that big guy back there. As me, so <laughs> same those are, helmet. Those are, those are deer tracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that was funny. Oh. See. Oh wow. wow. I'm doing the good work here, Jinxy. This is That's your great. clubhouse. Now, this is your clubhouse that appeared to have also got vandalized. If you can see that someone broke the door handle off. Yeah. Right. And and the key to the door is right is right there. The key to the door is stuck in the window. Yeah, it didn't take very long, which is a little disappointing. Um, you know, we didn't even end up putting a wood stove in that uh, warm-up putt for the reason of they've gone missing in the past. So I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, it, it, it is a little heartbreaking when you spend all that time and effort on getting it, uh, getting stuff out there. Like there was that video, it is on Skidoo's YouTube page, if you ever want to check it out, where we hauled that thing out there. It's not easy to do. You know, we had a, a excavator and skid steer and, doing things like that. But anyway, I appreciate the yeah. love. I, if I had more stickers, maybe I'd put them places, but yeah, it's too bad. You didn't know someone, but uh, you know, like that's Corey just said in true Ontario fashion, you know what? 
Corey Brock and I talked about that and it's going to be in one of the videos coming up because it was on the comms and in Quebec, you'd never see that happen. And it's in Ontario. It's like our, our groom, our warming huts are just treated like garbage dumpsters. You know what I mean? And it's like in Quebec, they have paper sign in books that haven't got any derogatory stuff in it. The, everything's nice and clean and it's left clean and it's like really uh it's really disheartening to see this like i went to open up the door to go in and uh and it's like there's no knob and then i noticed like it's all broken and the key's sitting there it's like well that kind of sucks you know I, yeah there's also garbage bags. Too bad. brand new clubhouse not even it's a year old right jinxie or is it two years old uh this would be second winter now yeah so yeah. It's not very old, no. And the thing is, it was also donated too. Like someone donated that for the club, and you know, they spent the time to make it as well. Yeah, it's sad. So people smarten up. If you if if you're watching this, uh, I know it's not my viewers. It honestly isn't. Like it's uh, we're passionate snowmobilers. We probably all feel the same. It's probably ATVers for all we know. It's pretty close to town. Um, I know Fred's cabin doesn't get trashed too much like that. No, I haven't seen it this year, but yeah. So, and this is uh, this is uh, Edgewater Tavern, the Red Canoe. Ran into a few fans. There's a guy come up and said loves the show and yep. loves the the podcast, and he'd watch it all day if he if if I put out enough videos. And and ran into another guy that remember we were putting our jacket on. The one guy was watching. He yep. messaged me and said I I seen you in the and I went next time just talk to me because I'm. I'm not used to being, well, not used to being recognized because they get recognized, but I'm not going to assume that everybody knows who I am, you know? So I'm not going to be, if somebody's looking at me twice, I'm not going to go, hey, it's, it's Gary Grand yeah. Village Bozo. Bozo, monsieur. Yeah, no, I get that. But again, it's to a certain point, we always see it when we pull the parking lots, uh, people looking at us cameras and the sleds and the sleds got the logos on it so people probably do and i'm assuming that most of them maybe have seen the videos or seen our name floating around yeah but i think a lot of people just maybe are worried about the camera stuff but we can always edit you out if you're uncomfortable with being on camera you can always be like hey i don't want to be on video i don't always I don't have it rolling though like yeah, I, but, yeah but then if you if anyone is like you know just go hey like i don't really want to be on camera but yeah. hey like i want to come up and say i love the videos but yeah happens we see it. yeah you know what like if they watch the show or they're true fans and know there's no audio because it didn't work that day or because <laughs> or imagine i lost the world, the, it Corey, fell out the back Corey of the Rock, bag imagine a world without, <laughs> without with it God. hey how much this money is the we caught an ice ca- no this is no. the this is the ice caves this is our first no we went there last year yeah we, we've years. gone every year for the last few years but that's cool they were they were pretty good this year. They were good, eh, Jinxie? It was like like that blue. We're we're hiding it there, but that blue behind us is pretty amazing. This oh, year. the car is amazing, but they're they're quite a bit smaller this year. They're usually 20, 30 feet longer. Yeah, you know what? And you know Same what? Thing with the coils laid inside of it as well. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any of those this year. But yeah, it's a, there was a big pile of ice in there, like where the water had melted and gone down. So. And then we went to the gorge too, which is something Muskoka Mike or Mike of Muskoka told us about years ago. And then we had never got there because he sold a sled and stuff. And then Galitz did a drone video here last year. So you can check that out on his channel. And then this year, um, Gaetano, a new new friend of ours, and he was on the lodge sessions ride and, and stuff. He 
he said, yeah, you got to go. Here's where it is. And he dropped a pin on the map for us. So we went there, stopped in Kearney for this photo um, up on the lookout. Yep, all on the ATV trail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right out of Kearney. It's on trail. 16. Yeah. And it's crazy. This is recent, right, Gary? So you can go. It looks like spring now. It looks like. Yeah, spring. it's just yesterday. This is literally yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we just. Yeah, this is this is yesterday. Actually, you know what, John Luke, the trails were awesome. Like Dorset area was nine out of ten. I hate to I hate to put gradings on things, but the the only problem was there's two fairly long road runs, which really sucked. Um, but when you got towards Kearney, it got worse and worse. Now they just had their poker run yesterday, but um, they got way more snow than snow than Dorset, but they just aren't. I don't know. It's not being managed well or or something, but. It's, uh, yeah, it's it, when I, pulling I in yesterday. Um, we were, I was just looking at the car, we were just talking to the talk with some music, whatever. And I go, Wait, we're three minutes away. Like, that's it yeah. was a concerning, like, wait, we're three minutes away from snowmobiling. Like, it was, it was, it was leaves showing under trees, like where the trees you can see because it all melted around it. And it was like, Ooh, maybe we shouldn't. And then my, of course, I pulled mine out of the trailer and the shock was frozen again. So I decided to, we, just try to ride it down the trail to see if I can get it free up because it's a little warmer. And we started right in the town of Dorset. I went up the lookout trail and it was like, okay, so everything that's road or gravel is terrible. But once you actually got in the bush, it wasn't bad. Yeah. It was, it was, it was reassuring then. And it was like, okay, like, yeah, we're good. We'll be, we'll be fine. Yeah. The but trails are really good. Like I don't I was, think I've ever been that sore after a 350 kilometer day. I don't know. I why, agree. I, I woke beat. up this morning. Yeah. And I, last night I was feeling fine. Like you were, I, you got a little back from me at the very end, but I'm like, this might be the last ride. So I was just railing through those last icy corners. I'm like almost blowing. I'm like, ah, I'm just, I'm fine. I'm going like full throttle in these corners. That's a bare ice. And I'm like, this is the last ride of the season. Potentially let's, let's hit it. I was grump. I was literally you grumpy were, by the end were, of it. You were not I, in a good mood. I wasn't guy. having anything to do with those trails. It, that we talk about this all the time too. Again, it's like, Ontario, you can leave in the morning and it's it's flat as an iron bed sheet, right? It doesn't matter where you are. You come home in the, at night and it's just whooped out like crazy, right? Quebec, you leave in the morning and it's like an iron bed sheet and you come home and there's no wrinkles in it. It's still an iron bed sheet. Dog, 400 kilometers later. Your dog later. didn't hop up on yeah, it when you're right. at work and do 15 spins yeah. on it, right? So it's like, it, it, I guess I think we've been spoiled the last two rides have been so good the last ride especially was so good um yeah so this is a gorge you, you must spend some time up there jinxie right uh i'm not even sure exactly where that is to be honest uh i don't know to be honest. yeah it's a, it's um oh so if you uh to, to one, one. It, uh, i can't remember the name of the trail but it's the trail that goes so sunridge oh god so like it goes to Sunridge from um, up Kearney. So you go off the main D. I think it's I think it's 103, but it's the trail that goes right into Sunridge off the off the main trail. Um, and then when you get to it, there's no signs for it. You kind of get to it's in the middle of the trail. There's like one of those big boards that put like oh welcome to whatever snow riders and it have like a map. And there's just a trail off to the left and that goes to the gorge. Oh, it yeah. is on OFSC if you look. Um, just north of Kearney is one of those like attraction icons. And it's just like, it looks like it's a kilometer off the trail. Cause it's not like an official OFSC thing, but it is still on their maps. Yeah. And th that bridge across there is private property. It's someone's driveway. I think um, the uh, yeah, it's on the OFSC under attractions. Corey says 
and yeah it's that's someone's driveway so i always thought that was a sled trail again it's just like that 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 shoots in in quebec i always thought that that was a sled bridge going right across there and it's not it's a you can't even get on that bridge although some people have jumped over it but this is a walking trail just before you get to that little bridge off the trail and it was well worth it to to walk around and explore it was pretty cool so so it's the yeah. C104D that heads across Bernard on if you come from the west you're going across Bernard Lake on the 104D if you come from the east you're D trail the 104D and it's uh well it probably won't work yeah it's not going to work yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's the it, it's the yeah east side of Bernard Lake yeah. it's a cool spot honestly it's uh we kind of wish we had a, a functioning drone right now as the old saying goes uh i don't really stop to smell the roses uh <laughs> you do but it's when you're waiting for someone to catch up to you and yeah i i know why's in the trail like the back of my hand i can tell you every single why in the trail and how many nails are on a tree holding signs up but everything in between and not so much you you your your sled tracks are the ones that all the cell service signs are they you know yeah yeah that's right so, uh, Greg Kelly says, Hey Gary, I know it's not Valdor, but it's my best buddies and I can come up with considering Ontario trails. No luck with the fresh fish either. Cod for supper. Take care, Greg. So this is what he did last weekend when uh, when we were in Valdor. So it looks like he had a good group out. Nice fishing he? here. Well, this would be he's uh he's like Dorset area. Oh, so this that, is, okay. yeah. so this is just back to yeah. sense. Yeah. So Oh. Probably got there on. And Chris Watson says, uh, hey, Gary and the gang, here's some photos of our trip to Lac Turo. It was a great trip. It was 220 kilometers from our home. A few pictures, uh, a few of the pictures is of the dam and our ride up, which there is a 54 kilometers from the hotel. The others are just in time there, which was a great experience. The cute guy is me, and no, it's not a tan. <laughs> And this is uh, Chris Watson. He's from the LaCruz Snow Chasers. He sent us in pictures, but he's got a good gang, and they love to eat, which is what I like to see. There they are in the hot tub checking out. That's what we need is a, is a hot tub after riding for sure. We didn't get home until late last night, and Drew and I almost went in the hot tub. So there's some good-looking liquor. Oh, that's a nice-looking hotel. Yeah. And there's a fire going. Oh, that's not a fire. That's a Polaris idling. Sorry about that. I thought there was a bonfire going there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it it hey, looks hey, like hey, it, doesn't hey. it? It looks like a fire in the background. It's, do, we need a, yeah. do you need to sign a non-disclosure competition <laughs> agreement? Or, you know, manufacture? Like, come on. <laughs> that's a great look out here. So, Lac Truro. I love, the, I love the coming to spots like this. It's pretty cool. And there we go. Having a great time out on the trails. Great photos yeah, these are great. So what is he on there? He's on the expeditions, I think. Yeah. Or or nine hundred turbos. Yeah, renegades, I think. Yeah, look Ooh. at his food. He sends us in every week, and it's like you, you gotta make sure you have supper before you look at his photos because you'd never make it through the show. That looks dynamite. <laughs> yeah. And then this is Wisco. Oh, nice. uh, he said that the 88 Cougar uh, project is still on the works. And he also sent us bad news about our friend. Uh, 
Wisco side chick. She's, ah, what? She's Twelve thousand. You're out for lunch. No, no, no. That's a good. That's an American, right? Oh, that's man. a good price. It's a great sled. Low miles. Oh. She apparently doesn't think it's snowing anymore, so it's for sale. That is actually a great sled if yeah. you're in that area. And, yeah, uh, yeah. McKenna, well, McKenna is selling her sled, so hopefully it's a short-term thing, McKenna, and you'll. Maybe you won't sell it and you'll keep in the sport, but it's it's lady driven. But it was lady driven like uh, Corey drinks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a great rider. Yeah, I, I, I I really don't want to see the sport lose someone as like that that can ride like she does because she's a lot of fun on the trails and she's she can ride the pants off a sled for sure. But uh, yeah, it's I always want things lady driven, non smoker, stored inside. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what this picture was. Maybe Wisco going back to work. I'm not sure. Is he is he building a, a bridge for a local have, trail system? Oh, here we go. And it, this is him Where's ripping helmet? the Indy 500. He's he right. took his dog on it this week too, which is kind of cool. So yeah. So now, well, let's get into good stuff. Okay. Pallet racking for sleds. I missed that. That's what that shot was. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah the so. Lapointsky says she is a good rider, so Lapointsky should buy her sled. Go down to the states, grab it. Actually, it wouldn't be worth it. No, because yeah, I think you should just go to Energy Power Sports. You and Brad Bender should go to Energy Power yeah, Sports. Yeah, Sports and pick up the night night those XMRs that you and your son bought and trade them in for some twenty-five yeah. uh, XRSs. <laughs> you don't. You don't need a quad. Plowing snow, you don't need to. Yeah. Do that. just drive over it. Is this a skidoo brochure picture there, Jinxie, or is this just something you're I doing? I know, for really stepping up my garage photos. That is via iPhone. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, I like that. <laughs> Almost a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So that's uh, pouring some of the good stuff. Love it. And you know what? Uh, I'm very surprised with the oil consumption, too, of the turbo. I thought I was in for it. Like the old saying goes, you don't get horsepower for free, right? So you're usually up on consumption of most of the goodies and uh, i'm very happy with the oil consumption yeah that the ice thing really blows me away because i thought for sure if anyone's gonna have a true review it'd be you right so yeah yeah and we'll we can we'll get into that a little more specifically but uh, i honestly i think just because the the comp is uh and now that we have more uh models with the turbo it's way happier at a higher level of speed than a na850 so I think the oil consumption's down because you're not into that wide open or near wide open near as much running half throttle on this sled through the trail you're moving so uh i think that's part of it you're you're not you're not in the boost injectors to like you are on an 850 to get the the fun factor out of it yeah kind of thing right it, yeah. we, like everybody's probably seen the 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 muskoka freerider video and he says it's in the middle or his dad did is that where you find the power is compared to a regular 850 yeah yeah the mid the mid range is is uh lights out like uh i would say 70 kilometers an hour to 130 uh is this bread and butter uh kilometers for those guys on the other side of the border but um it uh yeah that it's a happy zone for sure and, and it gets there in a hurry so it it uh it does what it needs to do i'm, I'm oh, definitely yeah, i think that's where it counts really because yeah. that's when you're you know, going across the lake and your buddy flies, flies past you and you're only doing 80 and you're like, okay, it's on. Yeah. Is <laughs> this Dan's sled? Is this, is this uh, Dan's sled here we're looking at? No, it's my buddy, Drew. Uh, we're uh, neighbors. Uh, I, even Dan. Dan's like, we're, we're all within probably a 
kilometer and a half of each other. So Drew, uh, that's Drew's XRS and that orange crush, man, it's a good looking sled on the snow. He's, it is. He's I, I love he that. Close game. Upgrade, but, uh, it's, it's hard to convince, uh, well, he's, he's tight wad, but outside of that, it, 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 there's no sled that, you know, he likes uh, versus that one with the color package. So. Yeah, we'll it's see. true. I, remember Gary, I don't remember if you remember Gary, but uh, we had a pre-owned sled like this that you had looked at. I think it wasn't. It wasn't one. the orange though. Like uh, that is dynamite. I. What yeah. year is this one? Nineteen, I think. It's 19. a nineteen. Yeah. yeah, I think it was 19, an eighteen. 19. It had less orange on it, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I, I like that they, a lot. They need to bring the summit color from this previous season that had the orange crush and black. I think that would be a good uh, MXZXRS. Yeah. Color scheme. You know, if you get rid of that nose, that nose decal, that would really make that pop too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> Here you are enjoying the the uh, the comp with your signal light set to the correct color. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can we can what touch on that. Briefly. I, I did want to touch on that briefly because I think the marketplace is still learning. I, I still feel bad for not signaling. Um, if I'm up front, I'll still give out a number just so they know what to expect. But just on this trip with me and Drew, uh, I ran behind him and have that green light on. Uh, <laughs> selfishly, it was great. Like not taking my hand off the bars. Uh, was awesome. So I do think, I do think um, we will, I, as an ambassador, um, I'm going to talk with some of the other guys too. And I think we do need to do a little marketplace push on our own personal channels and try to get people in the know because there are some aftermarket brands that have options to stick it to your windshield or what have you. And I, I really do like it um, in Cochrane and Kirkland Lake and anywhere where it's wider and spoopier it's quite a bit safer to get your hands off the bars. Obviously the speeds are generally climbing, but they're wide and they're spoopier. So to get your hand off the bar, isn't a big deal, but my home home riding turf, let's call it Muskoka is it's tight, twisty, hilly. You know, you shouldn't be sacrificing the control of your snowmobile to let me know how many riders there are. I'll navigate that. You keep your sled on your side of the trail. So yeah, I think the, yeah. the light is great. Um, if we can get more people hopping on board with that, if you're not a skidoo rider, you don't have to, to obviously you're not going to put skidoo handguards on your sled. And I get that. Um, but there are some aftermarket companies out there with lights. And I suggest uh, diving into that because it's, it's, it's smart. Uh, I have uh, had a chat with the, the MTO here in Ontario and they do a safety week and we didn't really get a chance to do it this year, but uh, I'd like to see even, from them because it really isn't collaboration from this like from the brands to our mto here on the snowmobile safety week i'm going to try to see if i can work with them a little bit more on a little more of awareness video and that sort of thing and and try to get the marketplace more aware of that light because i do think it's simple and it's effective yeah i, I think agree. you know, Corey, i totally agree with you i it, it will take time obviously because it's new right um, it's not, um, it's not something that, that every slide comes equipped with. I do see it eventually. It'll become almost a standard feature because it's safety related. I'd like to frankly to see when people are, um, picking up and ordering their OFSC pass, you know, you have to watch that little video at the beginning. It'd be really great to put up front, um, whether it's that, 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 that particular for Skidoo, uh, uh, product or another one, but at least make it's the awareness and it will take time. But man, uh, two hands on the handle all the time as much as you can. I agree with you. 
it's uh, for you to, you know, you, you see some people, they, they're, they're struggling, you know, try to keep it together because uh, they, they don't have very good balance, some people, right? So um, I think it's awareness. It'll take a few years yeah. to get there. Yeah, and, and that's thing, okay. It's, so it's just you got to try. That's all. Yeah, our Halliburton yeah. videos, like someone's made a comment that this could be an ad for the the signal lights. And I'm like, yeah, it is. I, I want it to Dang be straight. <laughs> I want it. I, I, I'm a firm believer. Now, the one guy commented, and it makes sense because he goes, I'm colorblind so that all the colors look the same. But so he goes, please use your hand signals for colorblind. I still, since he's made that comment, I still, when it when the time's right, I'll, I'll put my hand out. But the... Um, I think for the most part, it's, it's amazing. And, and it's saddened me that we only seen, I can count on one hand, how many other sleds not in our group um, have used them. And then we had one guy in our, in our group in the middle of the pack with green on, so which didn't make I sense. Can, I can, and I'll include this photo just for, just for the last, but it's me, you, Corey Brock, Dan and Oosterman. Then we saw two guys in Quebec, Corey Jinks, and that is it. Nunzio with aftermarket. Well, that doesn't count. Yeah. I'm counting Scooby. Oh, yeah. And then for aftermarket, Nunzio and his wife, who ride Polaris, Polaris yeah. Ambassadors. So I've seen, including this photo, nine. What What is funny is uh, I came across a few guys with um, uh, when Drew and I did that ride, uh, Kirkland Lake to, to Cochrane. I came across a few guys, and we had almost like this unspoken bond. Like we come rolling through, a, uh, it was just like a road crossing, and he had his green light on. I had mine. We just looked and nodded our heads, and off we went. So... Um, nice. It'll get there, and it and something like that does take time. I, I can understand a limitation like like being colorblind. You know, we're not that that is food for thought. Um, again, old habits die hard. If I'm leading, I still throw out the number generally because yeah. I you know it's correct. Also, generally because they're not necessarily right behind me, so that way uh, it, there's no surprises. Yeah, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. I think I think I'd like to see them standard on everything, but it'll take years to come out. But yeah, it's and this being a uh, a slower winner, my hope was that we get using them and more people look at them and go, man, those are cool. Where did you get them or how do I get those? And then they'll inquire at Energy Power Sports or other dealers going, hey, I've seen these green, orange lights. Where do I get them? And maybe that'll fuel the fire. And that was the whole point. So I'm happy someone thinks I did an ad for them because I'm proud of it because I think it's a great idea. John Luke and I talked about it. It's cheaper than buying the the old led lights that were just white and they're and better quality they're brighter yeah. they're brighter yeah. and you know yeah. what i i never wanted skidoo has made some great products over the years but that's something about like we we dismantled the one and it was disappointing but these ones it's a much better wiring a lot stronger and I, so i want to address a few comments so one comment i'm sorry who made the comment if they want to jump in but it was oh so sled tube said to be fine to find installing the lights a pain or not um they're not that hard to install each sled. Like the first one took us, mine was more difficult. So the 2018, the Gen 4, you need to buy a retrofit adapter. So it's a little more difficult. Uh, so there's an extra step, but uh, it's an, maybe an hour, hour and a half. If you're good at taking the hoods off them, it's about an hour or less to install them. And it's an easy, and there, you can see the video. It's, 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 it's pretty it's, simple. You do, need to, you do need to drill out your dash if you don't have one of the ones that have the pre-marked um, dash because I think some of the newer sleds they actually have the, the spots for your different um, 
module pieces or BRP the 22 did it. the 22 yeah, did the BRP 23 sells, doesn't yeah sells it as the well. easiest way to put them in is buy them all when you order your sled and the dealer is happy to put them yeah. in for you. <laughs> yeah no, absolutely we just didn't do that for his because we wanted to make the video to actually yeah. show how to install it for other people but also then another so an outdoor hobby guy said oh uh, that's a good point don't yeah. fit on mine due to the medium windshield and mirrors well this year they have ones that attach to the medium and high windshield, which I think is an amazing addition yeah. to that lineup because it just makes – they obviously probably heard some feedback from customers or from their riders and ambassadors for the program and uh, took that feedback and went, okay, let's see if we can rework this. And it's super simple. It even looks like it might clip on to other – I don't know if it's a clip or if it's the whole deflector piece that you get. Yeah, I'll have to look at the. We'll have to look. My uh, my next improvement that I'm I'm pushing and trying is any battery powered sleds that they're gonna have the ability. And I know it's more than what my wish can can do because there's a lot of layers to. I'd like the hand guards to have an option to stay on for five minutes uh, instead Funny of having. You say that. Because your sled, you have to have it running if someone or you know we got to fire it up quick if you hear sleds coming at night. So that is something that uh, I think would be good out of the box, but you know we'll see. Yeah, our friend Denon, who we who uh, we mentioned him earlier that had them, he he's he's really he likes to tinker with everything. So he's got a 2022, and he actually wired it for the power fort straight to his uh, straight to the battery, so he can hit the switch just for the hazards, just for yep. the hazard yeah. lights. He yeah. can hit the switch for the hazard, and it'll put the blinking hazard and it'll keep the lights no it's actually for the whole thing is it the lights okay. will stay on oh that's wired easy it then yeah. to a, he grabbed you know like the auxiliary if you have like the extra headlight you have an auxiliary switch that's for high and low beam that you can get he all he did is wire it so when he has the his third auxiliary headlight switch to low beam or high beam it powers sends power to the handguards as well which is just that's a whole nother level of tinkering but it's funny you say that, that that that's something that he did because he thought that as well yeah. Yeah. And that seems like a, a pretty reasonable thing to do. I personally, me and electrical don't get along, so I'll just uh, wait till it comes back. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's too much to go wrong. So this things. is a shot of you bottoming out the, uh, the, the pro forties or is this, will it take more than this? No, that was like butter. You know, Corey, we were in this little, uh, uh, like, well, quarry type thing, the sand pit and, uh, Corey had swooped around and hit that first. And I'm like, oh, that looks like fun. So Corey pulls his phone out. But um, no, that that comp handles the the predictable bumps like no problem. And 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 if I would have known better on those trail qualities where I did bottom out, if I would have just had the shock stiffer, like I had them on medium, if I would have thrown them the hard, it probably would have been fine. So yeah. you know, a little bit of airtime, nothing special, but it was fun to get the track off the ground. Yeah, perfect. That's awesome. Looks good. And then this is uh, this is some we what we did was we captured some photos from the uh, model year 2025 uh, launch and brochures and and corporate photos and and uh, I'll let you kind of lead this and and we can talk about this and John Luke can chime in on on anything he knows because uh, we had a great talk starting off the air about everything. It's amazing when you get all of our heads together what we've come up with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the marketing photos uh, from uh, the snowshoot lot. Uh, they would have done it last winter, but um, so that's the new comp right there. Uh, I think he has smart shocks in the photo, which is cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. 
That's cool. What, John Luke, that was a, the, a high demand for smart shocks last year. Was people bummed that they couldn't get it? Like, what was the what was the the, the conversation? Yeah, well, we obviously you know smart shocks were introduced um, during the um, uh, the residual of the pandemic, so we had some challenges uh, around uh, widgets and and chips and stuff, all kinds of stuff like that. So. Um, Last year was probably the uh, the strongest smart smart shocks orders we we had, and uh, yeah, there, there was still a lot of demand. I think a lot of people don't know exactly how to use them. Some people don't quite understand. Um, in fact, I will tell you, like Neil, our, our our tech, swore, no, I will never do smart shocks. I will never do smart shocks. Da, 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 da. And so he bought a, a Renegade XRS non-smart shocks, and then he tried mine, which is exact identical at what he had, but with smart shocks. Guess what he did? He or traded his, and, and now he's riding the one with the smart shocks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. It, it's not a novelty. It's just not cool. It it does work. But back to what we said earlier, it it may not be for you. Depends what type of rider you are. Right. And, um, but it, it's, it's responsive for sure. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of, uh, I find a lot more people in the 900 ACE turbo for us anyway, here at this store appear to, um, to go for it. Right on. I love them. I it's not, it's not snake oil. It's yeah. the real thing. It's, it's an absolute, it's, it's just kind of fun from a technical side too, when you're like riding and you can feel when you switch the modes, you can kind of feel like feel the comfort. it's like, it's oh, in- I'm just, it's going over everything. You put it in sport and it kind of goes, but you put it in sport plus and it's like, whoop, it's, and it's, it's oh, instant. you want to party. <laughs> it's instant. I and love it. It's quick. It's, yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's, yeah. it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is a new RX, uh, Raz RX front end. Uh, go ahead, Corey. Let me, let me have it. Well, between this and a couple extra slides, we'll see some more info on it, but uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, adapted uh, some of the RS technology into uh, the trail sled. So the race sleds had that taller spindle and uh, A-arms, uh, uh, different A-arms uh, for a couple, the last uh, two years, I think they've been running that and it's moved to the trail set. So we're going to get more travel, a little more predictability, changes the shock angle. Uh, again, believe it or not, it takes uh, 20% uh, body roll out, which uh, is, is impressive on an already impressive snowmobile. So a couple tweaks up front. Um, people have asked, it's been on the internet a lot, is are they going to be able to add this to the snowmobile they have? Uh, they can if they already have a Raz X snowmobile. Um, there is going to be a kit available. Um, availability, I don't know, but uh, yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. But, uh, um, you know, you're going to want to, you can use the same skis, but you're probably going to want the new ski too. So you might as well go all in on it. Yeah. And that's saying you can use, there was some debate of whether you can use the shocks because there's, you would get an inch more travel on the sled and it is using the standard shock. It's just the way the geometry is it. It gives you another inch of travel, which is really cool. I, I love that design engineering capabilities BRP has, you know, there's a spindle, which is like Arctic cat's been doing it. Taller spindles. Um, you look at uh, someone like John from accelerated technologies, he was lowering the front end of sleds to give that more of a, horizontal a arm for better handling and flat cornering and uh and this is this is an amazing um amazing engineering thing that the skidoo's done here because 
this is what has been needed for years. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty dramatic in that photo. The difference you can tell uh, the 26 millimeter taller uh, on the new one. Uh, it does change the angle of where, you know, obviously it's uh, shaped like this. It's got a little more curve to it. And that's why I do think if you are updating, you should go with the new ski because they are hand in hand uh, where the keel lines up with the bottom of the spindle. It does make the difference too. So I would suggest moving to the new ski uh, if you were to upgrade the suspension parts too. Yeah, why not? There's another shot of it. Are the AMs, are they, sorry, the A-arms, are they, they look curved here. Yeah, so your top, your top there are curved to uh, uh, basically the main thing is to get around the body because um, with the travel, with the taller spindle, uh, you need to, to be able to clear the, the panels. Right on. And that's the thing, that comes in that kit for your older one, dynamite. I love it. And here it is in the Raz RX ski, but that's it on the sled. Hard yeah, to tell though, we're looking at it. Like, it, like you can see that top A-arm's flatter, um, but I think by looking at it, it's not like your sled slammed to the ground. It's it's still, that's what I like about this is you're, you still have the clearance below that belly pan like your sled has now. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, like to the naked eye, if you were to walk around that snowmobile and not really paying attention, you might not even have noticed that because it is uh, overall a pretty subtle change. I mean, a, a, a true sled head and snowmobile gear head, you're, you, you're going to probably notice something like that. But uh, what it's going to do for the geometry or what it has done is, is pretty impressive. So, um, uh, you know, again, the RS, you can always kind of take a peek what they're doing on the race sleds. We don't always get to see it in the trail. So when we do, it's, it's pretty exciting because it works yeah really like that yeah it, it's it's the big news this year obviously suspension is is the big focus right um and again i, I forget if it was you drew or or corey that talked about brp always addressing what their consumers or a, a lot of the feedback they get early one of the benefits of having ambassadors is you get that feedback early on and you can make quick adjustments um they, they, they got an awful lot of people working at engineering to always push the limits and make things better always and uh, the result is is great I mean, we get to obviously this is not something that they came about about you know a month or two ago they've been working on this for some time well but, i think uh, that's a good point jail is uh people have this misconception that we can give them some information this winter and it's going to change for next when the reality yeah. is, is you know they're four or five years ahead of oh, us yeah the things we're talking about are, could already be far and ready to roll so you know when we complained about led lights where they're always at don't don't worry you know <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. it does take time yes as an ambassador yeah you know we have phone calls uh, throughout the winter and and sometimes in the off season of what we what we would like to see what our uh friends or followers are are suggesting to us and they take all that into account because they really do want to have the best snow on, or best machine on the snow and why wouldn't they so uh, user feedback super important. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I, I think it goes without saying. I think generally speaking, consumers don't quite understand how a product is is made. It takes a lot of time. And I'll just use actually the example of Whitescape because Whitescape was launched three years ago, technically, and uh, they teased it, they teased it, they teased it. And the number of times they had to go to Transport Canada to get acceptance and, and approval on design and a few things like that 
for those of you who have seen the Whitescape, Transport Canada made them use and have this little seat at the back of, of the Whitescape, which is ridiculous. But Skidoo luckily has a great relationship with uh, the governmental agencies, but they do need those those approvals. It takes time. You just cannot come out with something and say, this is what's hitting the market. Um, you you got to get, there's a lot of gates you have to pass. And so to Corey's point, something you wish they may have today may not be there next year, but in two, three, four, five years, believe me, they've reached, they, they, they're pushing the limits to improve it because the competitive set is doing the same thing. It's a race. It literally is a race. Yeah. 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 So, sure. I mean, and, and anyone who's listening or watching this later on, um, uh, if you're following me or don't follow me, um, I'm always uh, uh, happy, to have a, or happy to have a conversation if someone, uh, you know, wants to give me their two cents or what they want to see moving forward. I'm happy to field those types of uh, conversations. Sorry, can I just, can I just hop in here? So, sled tube asks, uh, you can buy the kit with just A-arms or the kit come with shocks the old front end. So the RX kit, you reuse your current shocks. It fits the, I believe it fits all of the KYB shocks, including the, the new Pro 40s and the original, whatever they refer to the piggybacks. But yeah, you just reuse your old shocks um, with the kit. Because I think it's the exact same length from uh, uh, the mouths. It just, the reason it changes the angle is because the height of the spindles. It's not a different shock length. Yeah. So the uh, You sent two pictures here showing their RX ski pretty cool looking ski it looks a lot like the blade um what's the you, you, the the one that's i'm hiding the front of it uh what's the the purpose of that picture is that just showing that opening where the spindle fits in yeah and then the profile you, you can kind of tell the profile of the rear tip um you know this ski is going to be a lot better in in fluffier and open snow um uh or deeper snow if you want to call it um you the photo you're going to have after this, I think really helps show the, the step in the keel. So like that, that's huge. And you know, a lot of people, you know, there's, it's still always preference with your ski stuff. Like you run that outside carbide. I don't because it, it get you get kind of premeditated lift in the corner, your outside carbide touches before the center keel sometimes and alters the bite. So I've always won center really aggressive. Um, I've actually taken a skill saw to skis before and cut that outside plastic off. So I have one center keel only and it actually uh, made a big difference. So uh, I don't suggest people cutting their skis up, but I, I, I like to play around and it was substantially better. So this development is huge because um, it still has a good overall footprint. The keel is obviously deeper. You are going to have to put a little more rider input when it comes to a hard pack trail, cause you still have a single keel and especially if you run an aggressive carbide, but um, in varying conditions, this ski is gonna be substantially better um, than what we're used to because of the, the steps uh, in, in the keel. And, you know, some of the guys that I know run some CAAs, I think they'll like this, this Skidoo ski better. Uh, it's way less of a shoulder pump. The CA has a long flat keel. Uh, I, I mean, I've done those in the past and you know, they have a great product, but it's just not for me. Um, I think these skis uh, are going to fit uh, my demographic uh, very well. And I'm, I'm excited to look forward to it or, or excited to ride with it. Looking forward to it. Uh, I know Paul's actually running a set right now on the snow uh, and he says they're awesome. So, uh, yeah, I've been following him on Instagram, Paul Prudhomme, who's been on the podcast and and he's loving it. He's just ranting and raving about how great they are. So that's cool. 
Yeah, yeah. And Paul, uh, Paul, when you know him on a personal level, he is a no BS guy. If he's got a real opinion about them, he'll he'll tell you. Uh, if you you know you're close enough with him to get the real deep, <laughs> he'll tell you. So uh, you know he loves the ski, and and you know that uh, also makes me excited because he would tell me he hated it. Outdoor hobby guy, what are your thoughts on darting with that deeper keel? Uh, so this, uh, and, he, and Paul, we were talking yesterday about it, but because uh, I don't have any on-snow experience with this ski, so I won't, I won't blow uh, smoke up your, your, your guys' butts on this one. But from the people that have ridden it, um, the hard pack, it, it finds its way uh, without really much darting. Uh, with the ski, the ski as well, you shouldn't have to put as much ski pressure, which will also mitigate the amount of darting. So, you know... It gets into the world of carbides. Everyone has a carbide they like. You know, you guys love the the quality piece stuff. They make a good product. Uh, you know, it's I. It's just weird. Uh, I the snowmobile I have now. I have a single, the factory four inch, and I haven't changed it mostly because the conditions are so bad. And this and this sled still turns. So out of all years, I, this year is a weird one for me because normally I throw a huge, you know, eight inch uh, shaper or a Maverick. Um, like the Woody's uh, big shaper bar. Uh, and I haven't had to do that yet. So it's, <laughs> it's a little weird for me in my own opinion, but the long story short, I am excited for this ski. It is supposed to ha to handle all conditions really well. That's very cool. I, I, I think on paper and by picture, it makes sense because if you just had that center aggressive keel, it's going to steal really steer, sorry, really heavy. And uh, because it's a step, it'll actually soften that steering a little bit i think that's you right know, there's another that's really good. that gives you a better idea there because you you have obviously less kill in the snow when it's hard packed you just have your carbide which if yeah. any, you know that's what we're used to already but as the snow starts to loosen up or you get the warmer mashed potato snow you're going to start stepping into the bigger keel and it's much longer so you're going to have that better uh loose snow bite yeah, so there's uh, some conversation in the chat about the blade link ski. How different is it than this? Because like, I know Paul's son uh, was running blades on his XRS and loved them. Um, mm -hmm. Do you know the difference of the geometry of the blade ski compared to this? I, I don't. I can't uh, really speak to it to be uh, with 100% <laughs> confidence. But if you look at the mold, they're actually quite a bit different on the top side. So I, I can only imagine that the keel and their location is a little bit different. Um, and you might even just be in the center, like where that keel starts in relation to the spindle. So I, I can't say if they're exactly the same. I, I think the idea is there though. The, the blade does have a step keel like that. So uh, I would say actually, they're similar. Sorry. I just actually pulled up a picture. You can of show it, it so on the camera. I'll try to show it. It's a single keel, but it's not stepped. It's just one single big huge keel in it yeah so it has that second kind of that second one but it's way wider and way yeah, yeah. yeah i got you yeah but people have been graving great feedback um with the on the ski issues this year from skidoo um people buying or or getting a set of blades in from a friend and putting them on their xrs skidoos have been having great feedback on those i think uh uh, uh neil from energy was talking to us at their five-year uh, anniversary party thing and he's he was saying that you know, if BRP came out with that ski as an option for the XRS, it would be the greatest handling thing because he loves that sort of setup. Because I think that's what he was saying about the Lynx versus the Skidoo. But um, yeah, yeah, the he changed 
he changed his ski. He ordered actually black Lynx skis for his Skidoo, his Renegade. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah, that's, that's the that's blades. Yeah, because he yeah. tried the Lynx and then he liked the ski, but he didn't like the, the rear suspension on the Lynx, and he thought that the ski yeah. help his XRs. But yeah, yeah. So here's a question: Can you put those on a 24 or 23? Do you need the spindles, or is there going to be a kit for them? Do you think? No, I mean the the change in the spindle from the angle is not drastic enough to make that ski rendered useless on the twenty four or twenty three. Like you're still gonna have, uh, you're still gonna get the benefits of the new ski. So I would, I would certainly try them uh, if you're that. If you're not someone that loves uh, the pilot ski the way it is, I would, I would try it. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I think it would make a huge difference. So um, it, it's not unlike putting a curve on or a CNA, you know uh for uh for that but there's the pilot sorry the 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 picture on this the stream doesn't show it any justice but your that's your no your pilot oh, x on oh, the left yeah. that's the pilot x on the left and then we've got the the rx on the right which i am blocking but we've seen it um anyway the uh the double kill but, really. yeah so it's uh the, the it's quite a bit different it's a, it looks to me like a wider ski as well um but the uh, shape of it, I it, was is. it does it does have more surface area uh overall so you'll get that better flotation in the looser snow or if you happen to get off a little bit off trail it's a little more capable up front because as we know the strict trail ski we have doesn't it doesn't operate very well in in fresh snow yeah yeah the pilot x and the 5.7s it kind of just like a sinking ship most of the time uh, but i was i was commenting to him just when when you were uh uh, when you were talking just about the shape of it, how it kind of goes up, it reminds me a lot of the shape of a curve access ski. Um, so obviously they've taken, I'm not going to say that any engine, you know, everybody's inspired as engineers, as designers, no one stole from who, but uh, it's definitely a very uh, um, well, how do I want to say this? It's a, it's a proven design of a ski and they have just put their twist on it. And I think that's going to make it where a lot of people won't be so inclined to go and run, and put an aftermarket set of skis the second they get their sled they'll want to try these out and i think these are going to be a big difference even if you just get the skis on your uh 2023s and newers or 20 sorry 24 and newers so we'll have to see I, i'm interested in the in the change and i'd even like to uh if, if we do go ahead and get a 25 would like to switch skis for a ride on the even the 2018 to give it a shot um to try the difference but yeah, it's kind of cool. And there you go. Thanks for answering that, Corey. Uh, the uh, about the nine hundred and why it won't fit. Um, but uh, I'm sure. It, keep in mind that that the nine hundred turbo four strokes usually follow suit with the with the two strokes a year later. So there's probably some big news on the horizon for for the four stroke lovers out there in that front end and and suspension. When you say Corey. Yeah, and like we already talked about, they're already they they they're years ahead of us. So I'm sure they're trying to accommodate the 900 at some point to to receive any new technology, right? They don't want to hinder any sort of uh, technology based on uh, wanting to go with a four stroke or not. So uh, who knows what will what the fix will? I don't want to say fix, but you know the remedy to to get it around the wide body. Um, I also. And I, I don't want to even say it really, but I have heard the, the weight, a little extra weight of the front doesn't really work as great with the new geometry. But I, I don't want to say that that's 100% truthful because that's more rumblings from the market. So I don't I don't want to lean on that. But I know for a fact the curved A-arms don't, don't really go around the wide body. So we won't see that yet. But you could always try the skis and, and go from there. I mean, 
hell, we know the Razx works good. So it's not yeah. like it's not like you got this clumsy old cement truck that you're riding and you'd like to upgrade it. It's just making good, better type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's making absolutely. better, best, Corey. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> now the the uh, the comp. Uh, this year is it available in all black or just the black hood and then all yellow like this the the comp that's the way the comp will look and then you get your suspension choices uh the xrs non-turbo gets a black hood which i think is pretty deadly looking it has a little yeah. bit of rs a little bit of rs feel to it Definitely. i'm already got my creative juices flowing for the next one we'll see uh we'll see what we can do i i am inspired but uh, we'll see how much work uh, i want to put my designer in on so hopefully <laughs> hopefully you got a good graphics guy right i i can i can let you know i got a good one too he does helmets and 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 sled wraps so I'll i did his know. last one I, i'm making a joke <laughs> oh boy anyway. yeah so we'll see we'll see that's but cool. Uh, it is available in all black as well. Yeah, oh, all it? black, perfect. Oh, that's oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you can you can do all black in in pretty much everything now, which is cool. Yeah. We can. Yeah, I love how they put the yellow across the hood there. You know that was my beef, and yeah. you were questioning that, and I go, let me just print the 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 middle part because I want to see it, and then we loved it. So. <laughs> It's yeah, cool. no, I, I am happy we did that. And uh, if I get creative, I think we're going to do some more yellow. That's about as best as much. Yeah, as that's cool. That's Ooh, cool. This is one thing that I really like. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to steal your line, but this is the four piston brake. So you go ahead and start talking about it. Well, it's uh, it's the gift that you forgot you you received uh, when you buy the sled, because it's it's something you it, it just kind of leaves you, but it, it's so functional and works so good. So the four piston uh, brake is got so much better feedback. It's softer on your finger, especially with the adjustable brake lever that you have on, on the machine I have now. Um, jumping from my sled to buddy sleds is really noticeable. Um, the ease and squeezing it and the, the, the function of it, it's smooth. It just works better. And and uh, we're going to see that on more models this year. So anyone that's ordered, you're likely going to receive that um, if you uh, stayed on, especially the higher models. But I'm pretty sure right down to the X package on the two-stroke got these, I think. Yeah, I, I think I think it's all on the high-end uh, XXRS. Um, yeah, I, I have the, the sheet here, but it's I'm missing some columns here. But yeah, I think you're right. It's it's on the higher end um, models, mostly. I think almost on every spring order. Yeah, and I love that adjustable brake lever. And it's so funny because you you took the words out of my mouth off air, Corey Jinks. Um, because Drew and I just did some video, and I was chatting about all the things I love about my 24, and it hasn't skipped the beat this year. It's been flawless, and I love everything about it. And the brake, I forgot. And it was when I was driving down the trail, I said, you know, one thing I forgot to mention, Drew, is this brake. And uh, and he goes, yeah. And I go, yeah, like that. Not, not only the adjustability of it all, but the fact that it stops, like it stops on a dime and you hear the nine cents in change that's making, <laughs> you know, spitting out the back. But it's so buttery smooth that it's it's hard to describe. Yeah, you know? I think we're I think we're spoiled being able to have two machines that are 
very quite similar, but have a different in like very quite similar in terms of it's the same engine, same belt. We have both stock clutching. We got similar ish tracks. And every time I get on his, the only thing that I can, I can think about is because I'm so used to the brake feel of, of my 850 and then my, also my previous sleds, his, I can, it's like, it's, you're right. It's the, one the finger. The dime and the nine cents change. It's like, I one finger, but I'm usually a lot more. It's like, I'm like, I feel like I'm locking the track a lot because I'm not used to how quickly it will actually pull that brake on. But when it's happened on his, and I've had to actually for emergencies kind of light brake and, and trail break in the corner it is an amazing performance adder and it's it's kind of just something that it's not something that as a rider you knew that you needed but once you have it you're like oh this is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah i remember i remember feeling the benefits of it the first ride and then after that you just kind of forget it's there but it's always there but you're always like i can my middle finger or these two fingers is like a dirt bike is on it and it's like it just squeeze yeah. it in and it's stopping and it's scrubbing and I, speed and, and i think because you know, we're you know moto and quad riders we're so like i'm used to riding in mountain bikes too i'm used to riding like this or like this where you're always covering that brake yeah so on on his i feel like even comparing it to my 18 i feel like i'm grabbing it a lot but as i ride as i rode his more throughout the season i got a lot more used to how it felt in the adjustable brake lever and it is it is an amazing addition yeah it's um, nice I think that was an, I think that was a great choice by them. Is that on the four strokes as well, or is that only a two stroke thing on the MXS? Uh, yeah, yeah. On the, but you got, it's got to be in like the XRS or X it has to be an XRS yeah. Renegade. Yeah. Okay. An XRS package only. Okay. Yeah. I looked in the general okay. does not get it. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's awesome. I didn't know it was on there. Any good? That's cool. Yeah, very cool. All right. Yeah, this looks big this boys. looks awesome too. There, there it is. Oh, that's an extra that's all yellow. A nine hundred R. I know, isn't that nice? Nine hundred R. There it you go. Deletes upgrade. You know, and uh, man, I wish I could have two snowmobiles because I would certainly have one for for the the high north and the Quebec runs because they they are quite the machine and the and the nine hundred hauls the mail um you know and then you have to pack oil and all these extra goodies and it, it would be one of those things but i really like the read the refinement they did on it uh to the gen 5 i ergonomically it's great um you know you're gonna see the update this year coming with uh the heat the heated seats factory so if you get a renegade you get a, a heated seat um yeah. which uh which again because yeah, that's going to the high mileage guys, right? And generally, uh, uh, you know, you're running those colder, longer stretches of trail. So a heated seat would be, uh, it's not something I've always said, oh, I need, but I've ridden one and you're like, man, that's kind of nice. <laughs> so Yeah, a friend of mine had borrowed an Enduro years ago and he said that and he said that it's, a, it's one of those things you like, it's like air conditioned car seats in Florida. You know, it's, you don't, you don't think you need it until you sit on it. And he said, it's amazing having a heated seat. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Sorry, Massart, was your comment about the heated seat? Jinx, can we add it? Or what was that about? The, the, the brake, the, oh, four the, piston. the four piston. Yeah, I, I think, think they changed the caliper. Jinx, did they change the caliper on that? that yeah, so uh, I think you could, like, if you wanted to dive into it, you probably could. But I think the the protective housing is obviously a different shape too. I, not obviously, but I think it is. So you'd have to get into a couple part switches. Um, I I don't want to over speak and say it's 100% possible because I don't know, but I'm sure yeah. I'm sure there's a way to retrofit it. But it's probably a, a little more aggravation than it might be worth. 
yeah mass art was saying that he wants to keep a sled for as many years as he can so maybe that's something he wants to look into he's he's good with the well he's, with the he's, uh, he's a dad now so you know his i'm sure his wife to. his wife told him he's perfectly happy with the snowmobile he has john luke do they have oh is that so <laughs> john luke do they have a lynx baby seat adapter he's he's gonna um, handle you know what um uh, i i don't think so gary but <laughs> but you talk about babies and all that stuff um, and we're talking about new, new sleds. I was hoping actually that a lot of our customers were hoping that there'd be a Lynx, like a mini Lynx uh, sled because they, they do exist. And we didn't get them this year, unfortunately. So. Oh, wow. That would be cool. Yeah. Be but really no, cool. There's, no, uh, there's no adapter as you asked for. Yeah. That's cool. I like this color too, the way that's that that's they've cool. done this. And is that orange or what color is that that we're looking at on the bumper and, and not on the bumper, yeah. but the grill and the. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I don't know the official name of it. I didn't get uh, the spec sheets over yet, but uh, it looks to be an orange. And again, I think I wasn't there this year to see him in person, but that silvery color with the orange, I think it'll it'll pop on the snow for sure. And that's a good looking sled. I think they really did a good job with the aesthetic of the four stroke because it's kind of hard to run your imagination when you saw the two stroke. Okay, well I know they got to mess with this a little, but how they did the induction in the hood and all that, they they are they are good looking machine yeah i think orange is a color that i wish that, i i really like orange i've owned you know my, my my bmx bike was blood orange and it's always been my favorite color I, I'm, I'm a big fan of orange like to your friends uh, at drew's in 2019 and stuff i feel like skidoo needs to dump into that color palette i i I'm, i like the 24 backcountry and the 22 backcountry that had the the blue and orange so i'm a i'm a racing fan so that's kind of like the golf racing colors but i kind of wish they would do what the summit had this past season the black and orange because that's an aggressive color combo. I know that, that time you be... say that, we'll, we'll wrap it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You buy, well, I mean, I mean you, can buy, you can buy everything from them. You can buy the skid plates, the ski loops, the uh, adventure bumpers, and all that stuff to make it black and orange. But I don't know. Like, it's just easier if they just do it for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't, like, don't want to recycle colors too frequently. So, you know, they're always either trying to make a color and and a tricky indicator is uh tend to be colors before we see it on snowmobiles. It's it's a little hey, tricky. You know that. So if you yep. pay attention to Cedus, um, generally that following winter you might see a snowmobile that color. You never know what the model will be, but it is kind of interesting to see that uh, how I came onto it was when I was a big free ride guy. I always ordered 137 free rides. And I was in the Cedu market and I started noticing that they were Sea-Doo colors, and I'm like, okay, okay. And then as I started paying attention, it's a, so it's a little bit of a indicator of what they could do. You just never know what they're actually gonna do. So, um, yeah. yeah, the country, yeah. this photo with the backcountry, and then getting the Turbo R, which is super cool. That was obviously a, a big uh, a request from last year. I mean, obviously they already had it in the works, but uh, we're gonna see a lot of sled sales in that, especially. So here's a good example of our feedback and how long it takes to receive it in the marketplace. We've talked about wider front end option on the backcountry now as an ambassador. I've said it every year since I've been an ambassador, um, you know, for going into the fourth winter. So I said, if you option a front end that is trail width, you're going to see that sled uh, do very well in the Ontario marketplace uh, and especially in Quebec. Uh, guys that are true 70, 30-ish guys that still want to go off the trail and have a capable snowmobile, but are mostly trail riding. 
you know, we're going to see some assault guys probably jump into this, especially with this being a turbo. Um, the track options, uh, when we were talking before the show is, is extensive, which is very cool. Um, the, the storm 150 is a very popular track. It has been for years. So guys are getting some options on, uh, some two plies and pre-studded and the, the, you know, the world is your oyster with this snowmobile, which is really cool. Um, if I lived in an area that I could get off trail a little bit more, a little bit easier, I would actually lean towards this because it is a lot of fun. It's just, it's so much work for me to find a little bit of backcountry and, and to get to enjoy that is either a lot of time in a pickup truck or, you know, you're just not doing it. So I see the backcountry doing well this year. I mean, JL, you already said you got a couple spring checks already, which is very cool. So with the turbo, you know, again, the tilted rail, all that stuff, it's got the new suspension. I think we have a maybe a photo of that or not no not on this one but nonetheless yep, right there it is right there yep. so it receives the the raz rx as well which uh, i think is fantastic you got the new ski um that sled is gonna be a super capable trail sled that has very great off trail capabilities gotta remember that now that is more of a trail sled with the wide front end with off trail capability unless you want to get the the narrow stance and then you're you're getting back more into 50 50. For those that don't know, what's in the rear skid of this thing? So I'd be still running with a C-Motion, uh, uh, like a semi-coupled skid, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I'm no expert on on that one. I, I have buddies with them. I ride them from time to time. And, you know, with the way they used to be set up, is kind of like riding a pencil through the trail. And you, the, like I said early in the show, you have to be honest with yourself and buy the snowmobile that fits what you actually do. Put your ego aside and order what's going to work. Um, yeah. Now sled does do those things. Like, um, you know, back when I was younger and, and riding the free ride 137, it was kind of a close to a 70, 30. Like it, it was a bit to handle on the trail, but it worked off trail. Um, and then I had to come to realize I didn't get off trail as much as I'd like. So then, you know, renegades made sense. So, I think this is a great option sled, and I think we will see a lot of them next winter. I made a comment about the 137 free rides. Actually, when we were at Red Canoe over the weekend, there was actually a pair of them. I'm like, Gen 4 first, I think it was the 20, I think they're 2018s or 17, the Gen 4, the 137 free ride still. And it's like they had the, the skis set with the bushings out as far as they could go. And um, they had something else. Like they all had like trail bags and cans. And it's like those are people that I think that's like kind of why the backcountry exists now with that wider stance, right? Because you got guys like that who want to be off trail but also don't want to be tipping over in the corners. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. We, we don't get the free ride in 137 anymore. It's 146 or 154. That's uh, that's just like, hey, I, I want to answer. Uh, uh, I saw that Chris Watson said that he met a guy from Ontario over the weekend who rented the links. I don't know who rents links. I'd like to know. A lot of our customers often ask uh, to try it out. And he said uh, that it was hard on the back during a long ride. I'm going to answer this, Chris, and tell you that you're probably right. They're not polite. It's a very industrious sled. It takes uh, no prisoner. And it's just, uh, what is that good? It is, it, it's one of those sleds that just, you know, it, it will, it can handle the bumps uh at high speed but but yeah it's not meant to be a sofa whatsoever it's uh 
it's a different animal, as I said earlier. And thank you for being honest about that. And that's the thing. Sofa is the key. I don't think a lynx is meant for sit-down riders. Like if you don't, if you never stand up, you're not gonna you're not gonna do well on a lynx because it's it's. Uh, I I just know from that Ravi you had us on there a few years ago, John Luke. Yeah. Um, it's it's a physical sled. It's fun. It's fun as hell to ride. It's it's uh, the just really light in the front end and but it's it's physical. Yeah, you uh, maybe um, even even the seat is is harder. It's it's. It's not that as cushiony, right? So, um, yeah, everything about it is very different. And she dangles sled tube. She dangles, yeah. Even without an Ultimax belt, it dangles. <laughs> yeah, a little too much, I think, for, for a lot of people's life. Yeah. yeah, you make a good point about the stand-up rider thing, though, because, yeah, I mean, I you you probably see me when I'm standing up. Like, I just, I, I always like to stand up, even on mine. It's I could probably do it, but, yeah, like, even Neil uh Tekka energy said the exact same thing that it was like getting beat up in the back but he said it, it does ride okay it's just that you feel a lot more of it than you do on an arm motion yeah so it's definitely a different riding style that um you yeah. have to get adjusted to but yeah, thank you for being honest about that jl though it's always it's nice to know that you know you're not just trying to get customers to buy sleds you're trying to actually help them out too so. yeah oh for sure they're always like that uh, you know what it, it, it's a good point really it, 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 there's nothing worse uh, then when a client comes in um, and he wants to buy something just because he thinks it's cool. Um, we had actually a very young guy came in in December and has never, ever, ever sled in his life. Okay. Never. Uh, he's not originally from our country, but he befriended a bunch of guys who sled or sled heads. And, and uh, so he said, I just got to have the fastest and that, that she got. And he sees actually it was is my, my my sled that well the one that was supposed to get the turbo he says how fast does that go that that looks fast he says, well yeah it's, it, this is a, one of the fast sleds for sure that's what i want no that's not what you need <laughs> you know and and it, it it may sound wrong to say i don't want to sell this to you but it, it frankly it's it's not morally right to, to sell something to someone with no experience whatsoever he did not even think he needed a helmet he thought it was optional Oh my God! Yeah, yeah exactly. So imagine that guy, you know, like just, you know, no, no clue where he's going, or that he needs a trailer or, or a pickup truck. You know, he was driving a um, Model Three Tesla. It, it's just not going to work. You know, like you're put it up so, on the roof, get a roof rack, hey, and I've slap seen, it up I've there. Seen that. I've seen that. There's yeah. a picture of a Chevy Avio, which I have some <laughs> experience with. Uh, with a, uh, I think it's a Switchback Assault 155 on the on the roof of it. So it's possible, you know, but no, I, I, I don't think it's possible, but you probably see that but, all the time. Being yeah, there, uh, uh, we, you know, we see different there. things from time to time. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I, a couple questions uh, about the Good expedition. Um, what skid is in the expedition and what, uh, it's down more. It's, it's all, it was all terrain TV. TV. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, I, I did. Oh, uh, what, what skid the rear skid have what? The rear skid in uh, the expedition is the SC5U, uh, which has that uh, articulating rear in it. So you got to remember yeah. now we're at a 20 inch wide track. Like we're we're talking yeah. big boy stuff for the bush. Um, I think it's a, like it's a super capable machine. You buy it in the right circumstances. If you're doing some trail riding to get where you want to, like you're now got some bush you're going to go through to go to the lake to fish or whatever like that's 
that's kind of what you're looking to do. It's a workhorse uh, with a little bit of trail capability, but it's it's a pretty pretty gnarly uh, machine. Yeah, it, it's a heavy machine. You know, like I made a mistake last year. We we sold out of sleds uh, for the previous year, so that would be in uh, 23. And so my, my my wife really wants a two up, so I ended up getting her an Expedition SE. It's a heavy sled, super super heavy sled. It's in you know very capable it's a Clydesdale of sleds frankly Clydesdale. not the right for yeah but unfortunately I, I sold the grid the grand touring and which is a much more it's much more um uh, sled that is more aligned to her style of riding very calm very slow very just you know going at her, her pace but yeah the expedition was just too too much uh she ended up actually believe it or not tilting it almost flipping it entirely it was so heavy to put back on. Oh my God. It was just not a lot of fun. She was not very happy with me and I was not very happy with her either. <laughs> Chris Watson. Uh, what's your opinion on the 2025 Enduro Turbo R? I know you guys are going to laugh, but I like my Grand Touring Air Ride and this old guy likes riding the couch with a bit of a kick. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't blame you one bit. Um, there was one of the, ours, uh, we had one in our fleet that uh, I didn't ride a lot, but I, every once in a while when you're doing seed exchanges, um, you know, cause it's, you're getting a lot of everything on that sled um, with, uh, depending on the model, like the, the level of spec, you know, the heat and seed and all that stuff too. But um, it's a good handling snowmobile. It, uh, the air ride is nifty. I mean, you're going to go up there and you're just going to do some long miles at a fairly good pace and it's going to do its job. Um, it wouldn't be a something I would ride every day, but I know what kind of rider I am, but it, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's an awesome sled for the marketplace that it's going after. Yeah. 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 And I we, can, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, JL, you go ahead. I don't know, Chris, uh, how old you are, but, but I'm, I'm 52. It, it is, it is a great sled for the afternoon when it's a little bumpy and, and to, to Corey's point, when you switch. It's a good break. <laughs> it it gives you that that, that good comfy uh, uh, part of the of the ride for the day. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, a friend of mine who lives up just north of Sudbury, and they have their own outfitter. His his parents own an outfitter lodge, so he has a, a 20, uh, 24 free ride one fifty four. His brother's got a twenty three backcountry, and then his dad bought a twenty four um, of one of those. Uh, sorry, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name. It, uh, X train, uh, not the X train, not the links. What's it? Well, I can't think of the X name. Train. The expedition is that what I'm trying to expedition, think of? yeah, yeah, expedition with the 900 turbo R, and it goes everywhere that his free ride in his brother's backcountry will go off the trail because of that wide track yeah. and the wide skis. And he said it will actually, they let him, his the dad will go ahead with they're doing tree riding and pack trails for them because they'll just get stuck most of the time in deep snow. So that's just something to yeah. test the, the, the capabilities of those machines. And it's it's true, like the track on is wide. I think you can get up to a two-inch track on those. I think is what they'll fit, but uh, uh, yeah. So that's that's yeah. Uh, that's we, one one sled that we we sell a lot in the expedition category is the the expedition extreme. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is that he is has it, is the extreme. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought because it it does a lot of things. You know, you can take all the gears off of it, uh, all the 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 equipment, um, and then it's it's a little sportier, and then you know axe you name it um chainsaw 
uh, holder. It's it's got everything you you can load up on this thing. It is, it's a workhorse. It's uh, very utilitarian. It's just it, it it's again meant for many things. This one, not only one thing, but uh, but it does have a white track in the back. Yeah, Quebec has some crazy expeditions. Corey Brock says, and you know what? That we seen them yesterday too. Like they're getting popular. It's, it's crazy how many you see in Ontario. Even they're getting popular. And I think it's just it, it. It might be a mix of uh, hard to find sleds over the past few years, as well as people just wanting to try something new and different. But yeah, in Quebec, it's it's. I'm gonna say that there is more expedition. And any expedition, expedition extremes or links to X terrains, and I'm sure when the Brutal comes out this year, then there is of your normal XRSs. It's insane because a lot yeah. of that's just it's like it's their mode of transport. I think for the most part in a lot of areas. Um, well, so yeah, like, they're, they're getting here. popular, but I see why. They, they yeah, there are more leisure vehicles there, right? They're multi-purpose vehicles for a large uh, portion of that demographic. So. Uh, you know, it's easy to convince the wife when the sled does a lot of work for you around the property too. So, um, yeah, it, uh, they're always been, they've always been, uh, more four stroke, uh, heavy in, in yeah. the demographic too, That's because true. of, because of the miles they put on and, and all that it's, uh, they get a lot of use out of snowmobiles. So, you know, it's no shocker that they're, they're into, uh, you know, the more utilitarian snowmobile with a four stroke makes perfect sense. Yeah, you need 180 horsepower to move wood along a lot, honey. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about don't worry about it. No, it's that they added an extra zero by accident. And I need the, all the options. I need the the chainsaw rack. I need the tall link box. He needs the tall link box. Actually, I, yeah, we're gonna, we were looking at the the little flat link box for next. Yeah, John Luke's got the box for me. He, energy for hey, sure. For all of our viewers in the chat. He might he might reach over the table and hit me, but he did leave his bag open yesterday, and I kind of flipped out. I didn't, at him. Again, I didn't, lose, it. I didn't lose anything. Yeah, you guys want me to get those? You want me to get those epic shots? It's gonna require the bag being left open, the time or two. You know what I mean? So what do we got here, Gary? So we got the track options. Uh, that looks uh, to be the priest. I wasn't there. Yeah, that looks so like I'm, a storm. That looks like an ice storm. Cobra. Ice storm. The way it's yeah, so, uh, again, pretty exciting to see some of those options that are coming right from factory. I think uh, that'll take some griping out of a few uh, demographics. So that's pretty pretty sharp. You're going to see uh, the ice the ice uh, jug on the back there would be new for the backcountry. Um, shameless plug for Gord. You know, I, I love my bracket that I have for uh, for my uh, boost juice jug. It works really good. It's nice to get my uh, bag back there. Um, so that works good. Um, we met you at Gord on a few weeks ago, right? So, yep, uh, yep, for uh, sure. Great awesome. And, and I had a few people on the trail this weekend. Oh man, oh, that's that bracket. Oh, I need to, I need to get one of those though. Yeah, you do because you have a hundred dollar bag sitting at home doing nothing. So you might as well yeah. spend the with gordon yeah yeah for sure no it's a it's a genius idea i enjoyed having them i enjoyed all the guests we've had this year it's been a great year um but gord that that's a genius idea he had so um it, what a small world though like you got the ultimax guys that know them all and and then you know he's giving me suggestions to have guests on the show and it's all like dave from hurricane and it's like yeah. had him uh but you know this guy they had him <laughs> they all it's you know what and you think you think in the aftermarket world it'd be as cutthroat as the main oem world but it's not they all help each other out like 
when Hurricane finally cracked the ECUs on the 900 Turbo to make free uh, standalone and free programming stuff, they were acceleration racing, and all those guys are right there yeah. with them by their side, helping them out along the way. So yeah. I, I, I personally love that that it not doesn't feel like a competition in the aftermarket world. They're all they all make great products, and it's just it's up to you to to pick and choose what you want, right? Yeah, oh um, for sure. I have the list of the track options for this slide. If you don't mind me uh, listing them off, if unless you have that in here. Uh, no, I didn't include that. Okay, so for the the one forty six. The 146 option, you can get an Ice Cobra 1.6, a Storm 1.5, a Ice Storm 1.5, a Normal Cobra 1.6, a Powder Max 2.0, and a Powder Max 2 2.5. Nice. Lots of options. I think that's great. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, and that's great. Uh, so you got a shot of, uh, obviously, the, the 850 two-stroke turbo. I just thought that'd be a little neat to slip that in there. Uh, you can see kind of the breakdown uh, of uh, the intake and all that. Uh, it's pretty, I mean, if you're a gearhead, to know meth injection is not old technology. Guys that are big into big horsepower cars and drag cars, they've been doing that stuff for years. Even, you know, uh, some family in their old high horsepower snowmobiles, they, they did this years ago, but it was just way more archaic. Um, and you know, you had to spend a big pile of private coin to get that sled to do anything like that. So out of the box, you know, fun and horsepower is great, especially with some warranty. That's a win-win-win. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. No messing around, tweaking and tuning. It's the way it should be right out of the box. I love it. And this, and, uh, this, this system sh- um, helps the longevity of, of all your of like the turbo and all that kind of stuff. It's not under heat as much and keeps everything nice and cool because uh, you know stuff gets hot. Um, I don't know what Polaris does differently. I don't know if it's intercooled on the Polaris or not. Um, uh, but uh, Skidoo made a good system. And I when this came out, yeah, as much as everybody's bashing the ice system, I thought this was genius um, in terms of keeping being able to keep the high boost and high power of the sled. And not have to sacrifice the temperatures or risk uh, blowing up a blowing up a turbo or blowing up an engine. Um, so well, as anything goes, when something's new, you're, we're always going to have the demographic that finds something to gripe about immediately. And you know, the first thing people go, "Oh, it's just another liquid that I need to carry with me on my snowmobile." Blah 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 blah. Then don't buy it. You know what I mean? Like they're doing this to have mm-hmm. peak performance and to give you the best thing that they can give. And if, and if you need you don't want to carry a little bit of boost juice with you, then buy a naturally aspirated. I don't know what else I can tell you. So um, I, I'm a, a no BS kind of guy, and I'll say that to somebody. Oh, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, then don't. You don't have to. No one's telling no you. One's making you. <laughs> yeah. And you know that I think that people might have been scared with how much they'll use too. And it's another what is it? Forty bucks a jug? Did you say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Retail, and it's like. They're they're afraid that well I got to put another forty bucks in every time I ride or whatever it is and it's not you didn't use one all season use a Gatorade uh, amount and you ride yeah. the camp off a of sled so yeah no um, and, and that is a fair point I mean the if someone's worried about a lot of extra consumption and just the costs adding up I I get it it's just you know then then again you still have the choice to to not buy it yet so um, I as the marketplace has uh, been riding it. There's been a lot of user information about 
uh, how much they're consuming under what conditions. Again, my personal conditions of riding, you know, riding as aggressively as I can and as safely as I can, I've used very little uh, to almost none on some trips. So I have over 2000 K on it and I've used maybe a Gatorade, which would be like 400 mils. Yeah, wow. Is that even one of the maybe 500? Four liters. Four liters? Yeah. Oh, come on. Three point you put, something liters. Think about how much oil that you put in an NAE tech on a yeah. weekend ride. Right? Bro, and I mean, that's the balance because I'm putting less oil and less gas in than a naturally aspirated one. So I guess uh, maybe I'm ahead in all this. So Yeah, it could be. Could be. Yeah, Corey Brock says, great point, Jinx. Like, it is totally, you know. So, so do do we direct people to you when they have to buy ice jugs uh, instead of going to their dealer because you have so many extras for the season? <laughs> I have a few, but I also for myself being on an eight fifty turbo for uh, some time now. So awesome. uh, yeah, sure. so that's saying you're you're set up. I think you need to go for more power next season, then maybe. Well, uh, yeah, if we could finally get a, a sled sessions ride in a big one, uh, I got some business with Massart, so. Yeah, yeah. Right I feel on. as NA is going to be right on you after seeing some of the videos of people racing the NA's. Race I know. Part of me was like, "Oh, we don't have to get the ride this year." Ah, shoot. Because <laughs> I, yeah, that... you're like, and even if you did, you probably would have just conveniently forgot your ice jugs at home, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I emptied it, siphoned it out. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I know what the race you're talking about, but you can't race uh, a turbo with a glazed belt and no ice against a <laughs> naturally belt. aspirated yeah master master would be out there in the morning at four o'clock running yeah. a fresh belt breaking yeah. it in yeah, yeah. Well, honestly it does it does make a difference because uh i am a bring it home clean the clutches take the belt off clean the sheaves up all that blow the brake dust out and that sled handles dramatically better uh in the trail getting back on after all that's done. And when you had uh, the guy from Ultimax on, he, he explained that too. Like you need to do that little bit of cleaning and maintenance to get the, the performance out of your sled. And uh, I, uh, I neglected my clutches after our thousand kilometer trip. And I was out with uh, just with Corey who was with us. And I, I felt like I was leaving some on the table, like not, uh, not doing that. So uh, it is food for thought. Yeah. Very no cool. maintenance like no maintenance. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I snuck. Yeah, uh, run out of juice. It just switches to more mild tune, correct? And that's right, isn't it? What's that? Sorry. Uh, All Terrain TV just asked. He said, "If you run out of juice, it just switches to a more mild tune, correct?" So my understanding of it is uh, that that's pretty much it on the nutshell. But it's uh, it's going to pull it back once the boost charges are getting hot. But the thing is, like I said a lot of time you're not a 12 second pull 10 to 12 second pull on a snowmobile if you really think about it and if you're in trails that's a long freaking time like you run out of room you're you run out of room before you you're doing that so um the reality is is you you don't really use a lot of the boost juice because of that reason and also if you happen to be out you're going to still make some boost until the temps get hot and then it's going to start pulling it back so that being said I would be hard pressed to think you're ever going to run out because the fact of how little it uses over a thousand kilometer trip, you would have to neglect the tank all season uh, for it to go empty. As far as I'm concerned, obviously there's going to be different experiences. I have, I've, I have read people going through it pretty quickly, but you almost kind of shake, wonder what those conditions are like. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just the cost of doing business. Uh, you just, 
fill it up and have fun. Yeah, yeah all for sure. So what do we got here? Summit uh, Neo. This is cool. Yeah, I, I slid that in there because I thought it was neat because uh, the Summit Neo got some more horsepower. So that's an 85 horsepower machine now uh, to make it a little more um, uh, just usable in the mountains. Uh, a couple of our ambassadors, uh, Tony Jenkins and Jeremy Mercer, like their their kids are on them. And they're really pumped about the 85 horse because their kids are, I think, somewhere around 12 years old and, and very capable. So to get a little more horse out of out of it, uh, they were excited for that. So that sled, uh, that sled definitely is getting the youth into the mountains sooner, which I think is very good for the sport um, because it's either you go out with your dad or your mom on their sled until a certain age, and then you maybe sit out until you can ride something that has enough horsepower. Because as we know, the mountains is way different. So this gets them. This gets them into some deeper snow at an earlier age, uh, which I think is really good for the sport. Right on. It's got a little LED light on the handlebar. That's pretty cool. Is it that that on oh, yeah. the right right by the? Oh yeah, that's, yeah, an accessory plot. I think they have on there. Yeah, that is cool. What yeah. were they before for horsepower? Were they sixty-five or seventy? What were they before? There's two, uh, forty-five and sixty-five. So now they're yeah, that is a, that is actually a good uh, a sizable difference then for mountains. Yeah, yeah and I might have screwed up the sure. one, but yeah, they they upped it and dropped the one. Yeah, yeah. It's, actually, you know, it, it's it's a little model that that sells very well. Even even actually the the the, the models that are not the summit, uh, obviously because around here we don't sell as many. But for those people trying to get into the sport and they feel that you know a sled. Um, uh, it could be a little bit daunting to try. It's a great starter sled. And for teenagers, I think it's, we, we did have a gap, right? Many people thought uh, 600R was much less than a 850. Um, and it, they, they got very surprised when they got on it because it is a, it's just a two stroke. But uh, but this actually filled the void. I think it's, uh, it's quite good, quite capable. And I think it's quite reasonable as well from a price point of view. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Oh, they're great. Yep. I like that when they released that line alongside the the Mini Z uh, reboot as well. Um, yeah, because they obviously have the Trail MX Z Neo and Neo Plus as well. They just yeah. fit that age of rider too, that twelve yeah, to fourteen year old. You know, they're it's very they're strange not because they're, they're smaller. It's a Gen yeah. Four, but it's smaller. It's really weird yeah. to see one on the. Floor. They did a lot. It, of it is a small sled. Yeah, it's not a full size. We had one on the floor when we were there, and I was like, because I, yeah. I only ever saw one. I think at the uh, when they brought all the sleds up to Barry for the 2023 release, and uh, I saw one, and I was like, I, I I sat on it a little bit. And I'm like, it just it's crazy. It's just such a smaller machine. But it fits that yeah. perfect, you know, pre, maybe, maybe if they're a smaller rider, they could put that on the trail when they're 12, but it kind of fits that perfect gap of what do you do after like yeah. a 380 fan, uh, if you buy an older Safari or you buy a, uh, even if they're just on the, the MXZ 200, where do they go from there, right? You're not going to put them on the 600R because that up, up to a certain point is just as fast as an 850 oh, corner to corner. Like, it's a hundred mile an hour sled. Like those yeah. things are fast. So yeah. Yeah, and, 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 uh, you know what? It's getting it, it's getting tougher and tougher to find these older fans, right? The five five fifty fans and and those, those, those sleds are they're they're not that easy to find anymore. So so you you have to find you know uh, I mean this is obviously a great solution because it, it gets warranty. If you got a couple of kids in the family, you know you can pass it along um and as i say you know for the price it's it's uh it's good value yeah 
Yeah, because they've been missing that since they got rid of the freestyle all those years ago. Our, the, what, what yeah, I remember that the freestyle, freestyle with a round light? Yeah, yeah and I it love was a 380 it. fan. They had, I don't know if it was actually the freestyle was a 550, but they also had a 380. I don't yeah, know if that 380 was also. fan rev and the 550. Yeah, rev, yeah, 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 yeah. I love so. my 550 rev. That thing was awesome. Yeah, that freestyle didn't win any beauty contest, but it did what it needed to do. <laughs> They're right, still yeah. going. We've seen them in Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> fan sleds will run forever. They're, that's, it's a great, it's a great system. 380 and the 550 fan that we, we had uh, a 96 and then the 2006. Yeah, uh, with 2007 body panels on it. But I had an 85, and you had, 377, you had the 85, yeah. 377 as well. Yeah, same engine. Yeah, this is cool. I love this in white. Could talk about this a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty sharp. Um, uh, it's obviously it's a niche market, and we all know that. Um, you know, I added in there just uh, as a talking point. It's just nice to see BRP and Skidoo still trying to push the envelope and being the leaders in the industry in many ways. So to uh, to have an electric snowmobile is obviously not for everyone and it has its limitations and we all know that you got to take it for face value and what it is and what they're trying to do in the marketplace that's going to use it and 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 it it has its it has its fits and it has its market you know last year with the uncharted society tours uh and i think a couple ski hills got access to it uh this year you uh can buy it as a consumer i think um but again, it's going to be mostly for ski hills and and places more commercially uh, that it's going to go up and down a hill and get plugged in, you know, run down, you know, like maybe they're, uh, um, you know, medical guys on a hill, something like that. They got to run down and run back up and then plug it in. And and uh, I think that's great. I think uh, uh, there's always the fit for something like that. I'm old school. I like mixing gas and kicking ass and and all that type of fun stuff. So um it won't be for me but that's okay you don't have to buy it again anytime you have a gripe about something the cool thing is as a adult we get to make our own decisions and you do not have to buy that snowmobile so yeah that's uh, right but i think but it's it, great you're right it looks beautiful it it really is they've done a good job it it still looks like a skidoo it's not trying to be you know like to me like when i see a, a taiga it, it it looks a little awkward to me anyway yeah, uh, I'm not trying to knock the product. It just it, it just does not look finished, uh, like a complete robust. Um, this looks feels like a skidoo. When they open up the side panels, it's so different on the inside. It's just you know obviously it's oh, it will give you about 50 kilometers autonomy or, or that, that about. You're gonna find those. Um, I think they're running the closest place to here where they'd be running it will be between Quebec and here uh actually it's in quebec at montebello i think they have them corey um as part of the brp experiences so it's a it's a place where you can go um uh, with uncharted society and they're basically a, an outfitter and they do rent those i believe on site at montebello now it's a it's a short ride you know 50k or so but for some people it may just be the great experience right that that's all yeah. you need so very cool um, it, it has its role for sure it has its role and we all know that and we got to take it like i said for face value and accept what it yeah. is and accept what it isn't and uh it what it is though is it's still a good looking snowmobile it's still got a gen 5 four-stroke look so you know still it, it's, it's got a great price i'll be honest with you like you know i i expected this thing to come super high dollars because it's ev what you know have we have seen anything ev cheap so far no or inexpensive this sled 
Take a guess. Does anybody know? No. Uh, well, how about we just start? Get, I I have no clue, but I could throw a number out there. Just my experience with EVs. Um, throw a number. It can't be much more. I would think it's probably around the comp turbo price. It's probably. I'm not going to say it's any more north than 35, but it's probably about about 30, maybe just less. Yeah. 21299. Get out of what? Here. What? That's awesome. Yeah, Sled tube says 26995. Yeah, that's awesome. What? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So and I think you yeah. you captured it, John Luke. It it looks like a snowmobile and it's fully functioning like a snowmobile should be. You know, it's not a weird looking thing. You can't no, tell it, that that's electric. And it looks premium. I mean, there's no better models than the Grand Touring to uh, put an application of electric on. You know, that would not be a fit on a free ride, which is a wild child, so to speak. Uh, yeah. It's not really meant for Renegade. But I think this is the perfect segment to 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 do the the, the application on. And, and yeah, 21299 plus your freight PI and all that stuff. But, you know, yeah, you got to buy a charger and things like that. But I, I really find yeah. it like it it's uh they've done a great job brp's done a terrific yeah. job so many more stuff is coming out for with brp on, on ev um it's inevitable right it, it has to be a balanced approach yeah no that's right yeah it's not for everybody but it's it's neat to see neither, that neither are the yeah. electric vehicles or have yeah. its market and that will also have its market and i feel like people just need to stop bashing every I don't want to go too far into this, but they need to stop bashing these OEMs because to a yeah. certain extent, it's also no one like the OEMs. Uh, I'm treading on this lightly, but the OEMs really don't want to make AVs. They're kind of being forced. Their hands are being forced to make EVs, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, having worked for a car manufacturer, um, we we would you know depending on how uh, what, what the government looks like is the, your your entire fleet. And your entire fleet emits X amount of uh, carbon tax, uh, so they give you either credits or they or, or penalties depending how good or bad you do. Uh, you must know, you must know this true because you work for Stellantis. But yeah, um, I, I actually and, do this. I'm, uh, I'm technical safety and regulatory compliance, so this is what I, I do a lot of work with. Um, so, so unfortunately, you know what the governments are coming up with these regulations and new legislations. We as a manufacturer, you have to follow suit. Otherwise, you can't do business in this country, right? So, uh, BRP being a Canadian company, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. We can order it. I'm still debating if I should order one. Um, we've had some customers uh, interested in it. The, there's no doubt that you know the 50 kilometer is a question mark. But um, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to encourage them to go and try it instead and uh kind of like rent it before you buy it may not be the right application for you but we'll see yeah 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 that's that's a good point does it wheelie that's <laughs> cory so. jinks and do wheelie does it wheelie uh cory what do you think of the, it hopefully the bikes will when those come out yeah what do you think of this uh stuff there cory well segueing back into gas powered you don't get to use this stuff as frequently if you have an electric sled but that white sled <laughs> is going to need a lot of degreaser and cleaner if i'm going to be uh vanna white here for yeah. a moment and uh you know do one of these with product um you know that i put that in there because that cleaner degreaser is second to none like it 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 works so good uh, on the the black stuff 
And when I call it black stuff, I mean, it's brake dust on the, the rotor side. Um, any of, I call it the soot coming off the exhaust side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It literally melts off. I did post a little funny video a few weeks ago and, you know, it actually ended up like 40, 50,000 views, which is very shocking because it was just a little goofy video. Um, but it literally falls off. You wipe it, maybe spray it again and wipe it again and, and it's gone and, and throw some quick detailer on after as a nice little layer. And it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. And, I, and I'm not even just saying that, like it works so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great BRP product. Like all the ADXPS care, they're made for our product, for our plastics, for our metal. But this one, I agree like that, that soot on the side of the tunnel, spray it, wipe it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a terrific product. So a little story, a real funny story real quick. I went to the auto show yesterday and um, on the first level where the exotics are, there's this display uh, from a company that produces this. They're actually the chemist behind it all with BRP. And um, this guy was talking to them. <laughs> so as I'm looking at the other products they have, I, and I guess he's got one of those uh, Challenger, one of those Dodge Challengers. And at the back uh, where the exhausts are, he accumulates a lot of stuff. So he wanted to share with these people. He says, just so you know, a great product you should be promoting and having is this stuff from Skidoo. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, I can't believe this. This this almost looked planted. He says, I spray this. I wipe it. It my, my uh, it, it cleans up all the chrome of my exhaust and off the bumper it's terrific it's the best and the guy responds it's our product we That's were the chemist behind it with brp we designed it with brp specific for the skidoo crazy and you were standing right and there it too. is a great product if you don't That's have awesome. this in your artillery or in your garage you should yeah um actually uh dave Nerona sent me a gift box and this was one of the cleaners in it and I find that the more you use it, the easier it wipes up too. Like it, it's it's amazing oh, yeah. stuff. And I like their S1 clutch cleaner as well, which is dynamite. It's gonna be slightly yeah. ceramic in that sort of sense. Then almost it's gotta have something yeah. like that where it kind of put leaves a coat after it's wiped. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the that's an older bottle is why it's still blue. But that goes to show you with how efficient it works because I don't have to use a whole bottle uh, over one snowmobile each season. Like I've I've got uh, uh, quite a few bottles, but you know they've switched to this color and this um, labeling now. But yeah, it, it just can't, I can't say enough about it. it. Works really good. Again, I always follow it up with the, this quick detailer after because I think it does help with uh, with the recleaning of a back-to-back uh, -back all the time. Um, I, you are, I think, supposed to get that degreaser off. Like, don't let it sit on there and leave it. Like, yeah. in a perfect world, you actually rinse after. Um, I know a lot of us can't really do that in our garages in the winter. So, you know, give it a good wipe, and then that's why I go over with the detailer to make sure you can kind of get little extra residues out. Um, but that quick dealer detailer works really good. Uh, uh, I have no complaints with, with that, the XPS stuff. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to be gimmicky and just buy it at the Skidoo dealer because you're a hardcore snowmobiler and they have a product like these XPS products work. And and, and I can't say enough about it. Um, and I'm happy to, to be a part of that team that I get to experience all the types of things like cleaners because I'm a clean guy, man. I pickups, work trailers, everything, everything has its place. Everything is I'm very particular. Um, so you know, I'm happy to, to be a, a advocate of cleaning products. Yeah, no, they're great.
Yeah, I, like I would have thought that when, when I first got the box, I would have thought it was just another cleaner, but I reach for it through the ATV and the dirt bike and stuff. And it's like, it just wipes it on. And, and, and believe us, yeah. we, we, we try a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm very much uh, like my car and, and I like to polish everything up, make it all look nice. So I've tried a whole bunch of stuff from Armorell. Chemical guys is what I stick to for car wash stuff. But honestly, that XPS stuff for cleaning up like the, yeah. the spraying down your panels and wiping up. And we used it when we were taking apart mine, just like clean up the brake shield and wiping down the tunnel as we were going and and the as we we're taking it apart and getting to all those crevices it was it was just taking that stuff off that definitely had never been cleaned on that sled before since 2018 it's crazy mm -hmm. and here's your elusive ice jug yeah i just thought i'd throw that up there to see show you what a full jug looks like <laughs> uh mostly admiring my uh, comp sticker there but uh nice um <laughs> Who did those? That's right. <laughs> no one's told me yet. That's, no. I love that. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. So a little uh, PR shot there for the ice. And uh, again, we don't have to double back on that too much, but uh, very happy with, with that product and, and the consumption. No grapes there. Awesome. This is my favorite color for this year. I think it's going to look good on the bring snow. this to the trail sleds, oh. please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, thought I'd slip a little bit in there. I'm not going to pretend to be a pro and know everything about mountain because it's not my segment. I don't ride them. I don't know what's better or best. And uh, so I won't pretend to, but um, ultimately they did tweak the mountain lineup a little bit. Uh, the coloring uh, is always uh, popping. They, the, the mountain guys usually get some pretty gnarly colors and that, that blue is really sweet. Um, in this photo, you'll see uh, they added some new soft storage as an accessory, which is cool. Um, I think in a couple photos, we see a few uh, shock pictures as well, but it's a sharp looking sled, no doubt about that. Yeah, I yeah. love the did you see, uh, Corey, did you see the, uh, the, the the skis on the yellow version of that? The skis are kind of, they have a cool design on it. Yeah, and the free ride got the skis. I think I added one, uh, one photo maybe uh, of that ski in there. I don't know. I was firing photos off today pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, the skis are cool. They're they're a, a throwback, I think. Yeah, because they had the Pilot Five Point Sevens had the they used to do one where it was uh it was a a black base or sorry a yellow base with the black splatter across it, and they kind of brought that yeah. back. I'm I'm gonna pull up a photo on my phone and show it to the camera, but we'll just keep moving here. Yeah. John, the shocks are different on the yeah. summits now. This John year. Luke, that He's yellow on the backcountry is it different than the yellow on the comp? Like, do you have yellow uh, color? Yes, it is, it is yeah. called flare yellow. Nice. Yeah, it it's, looks got, it's got some green in it, so I uh, yeah. be, be, be prepared for that if you order one. It's not a yellow, yellow. It's uh, greeny yellow. Yeah, the the dates, by the way, if you want to see those, those sleds and new colors uh, for us to, near Toronto, uh, it'll be in Vaughan on March thirteenth. But the dates are on uh, on skidoo.com. So if you want to take a look at um, the sneak peek, they're only one day, and if correct if I'm wrong, uh, Corey, I think it's only five six hours. It's very short. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you want to, uh, you want to take a look at skidoo.com for sure. Yeah. The dates are there. I, I don't off the top of my head and, uh, remember I did go across the, I have the whole list of where they're going and how long, but I didn't retain any of that info, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of dates. <laughs> they're going all across. Unlike in previous years where for those of you, uh, who attended one of those before where Articat, Polaris and, and Skidoo were all together in um 
oh my god where did it do it the, the greenhouse right someplace greenhouse, in greenhouse. Yeah. yeah in barry yeah 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 so so now skidoo is doing its own its own thing uh for five to six hours or so yeah awesome i love that one they used to do them in western fairgrounds in london and they travel all over the place so yeah if you if you've got dates and places uh let me know john luke because i'd love to go March thirteenth, yeah, Vaughn and the place it was last year in Vaughn, I believe. Is it right on? Perfect. We we didn't. We were different riding place. It's a no, different, different venue. Place this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. We'll. Uh, yeah. So we see on this uh, this this uh, you still the they have the uh, E thirty six shock on this sled now, so they moved to the three click carriage document. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's that. What else we got, Gary? We have a, like the the piggyback style with the clicker, right? They were just a straight KYB, um, uh, like X. They're almost like an X shock. They weren't. They weren't like the the clicker style, right? On the summits, you probably. I mean, you did. You're not really a mountain guy, but I. Uh, they yeah, they had the adjustable, um, but it wasn't the like the three clicks, three stage clicker. Okay. okay. As far as I know, anyway. Sweet. Yeah, so if I you take a look at the picture of view.com, the, the, the yellow one, which is also, I think, flare yellow on a free ride, has a crazy skis that are just black and yellow. And yeah, yeah they're, they're, right there. Yeah, they're awesome. So they had those, I think, on Pilot 5.7s, you could get something similar aftermarket from Skidoo. And that's yeah. kind of, I think, what they were going for. Very cool looking. I love, I love those skis. Those are really cool looking. Just a nice little touch. Add something. What's the next picture, Gary? I think I have a photo of that free ride sent to you. Maybe not. I I, I believe you did send me the lime greeny one looking one for sure. Very nice. And then okay, so this is the the Rave GLS. Yeah, I like so this I, I finished again because uh, I I just didn't want to not talk about it again. It's not my expertise, um, but it, it it's a pretty sharp sled. I everyone that knows me even a little bit knows that I'm into retro stuff. So the, the paint scheme right away definitely wins my heart over. Uh, but they got the turbo in that that machine now. So that's huge for Lynx to, to offer a turbo. Um, you know, it's a trail sled, so to speak, but uh, it uh, it's good looking. They got a couple new LED. In the very background of that, if, if, if you can see the other Lynx in the background, they have a little LED marker in the front and it's just sharp looking. Yeah, too, but, I love um, that. That's my favorite part. I like it. I, I like that on the links. I, lo I just think it adds something to it to make it more just from a do it kind of separates it that one step further. I think that's a great uh, addition to have like a, a running light, a running LED. Yeah, and that obviously has the blade on it, so you can even see from the aesthetic of the top view here, it is fairly different. So uh, there's there are definitely some similarities in in the ski, but it's not the same as the the new RX. It, it's almost like a like the the Skidoo's mountain ski, almost on the free ride. It's very similar. It looks very similar to that. Much bigger ski for sure. Yeah, much, much yeah, bigger. For sure. I, I, agree I, I love that retro. Oh, uh, the, the the stickers are absolutely beautiful. I think they've done a great job. If you if you take a look at some of the videos, you'll see the previous generation as well. Not. Pre Many moons generations uh, yeah. slide. They've done a good job at uh, at uh, celebrating. The, this is for the 40th anniversary. Um, nice. So they've done a good job at it for sure. Yeah, yeah I've seen great. it on snow and it looks amazing. I've seen pictures of it. I'm glad that Bombardier is doing this because you know I've I, we've had two of them of the 
Bombardier 50th anniversary sleds. And I think that's where they did the classic yellow and the classic badging on them. Um, I think that's awesome that, that they bothered to one, they made one for links and two, that it came to North America. Yeah. I love the, the, the spindles and the ski like follows the suit of the deco colors too. Very cool. Yeah, I like oh, it. It looks go. good. Yeah, so there you have the free eye with the new ski colors. I mean, yeah. that's not old technology to to have the two colors in a mold, but it's nice to see it OEM, right? Because it's just it's just got, got a neat factor to it. So the boys were excited about this when uh, when we were on our call and, and they saw that they just they had a good a uh, good time with seeing that. Um, so the free ride obviously is the weapon for a lot of those, uh, the big time cowboys out, out West. They, uh, that's their, their sled of choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and you know what I really like, like oh, yeah, is, is the, um, the, the, the links version, the shredder. Um, if, if you like the blue, uh, Drew, I'll tell you, there's a, a color called, um, uh, hot it's chili metallic. Red, right? The, the yeah, it's a, like it's yeah. like a garnet, but it's really really cool, and it's a painted. Though the, those panels are painted. Nice. Oh wow! Yeah. There we go. And so yeah, so I thought that was really sharp. It's nice. gorgeous. It really is beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. this got some changes this year. Just uh, it, it, they did uh, what do they call it? The the rack steering on it. Oh so yeah, it's supposed it's to like help the XRS. Yeah, it's just supposed to help at high speed on these because, um, you know, these are more meant for, you know, jumping and they're the, the main yeah, point. Yeah, it takes some of the bad feedback out of the bars. Uh, you know, when they clip a clip something hard under the snow or something like that, you're not going to get that real bang in the bars. Obviously, you're going to still feel something, but it's it's to take to take some of that away. Um, it seemed to be there was some excitement about that um you know it adds a little bit of weight which guys in the mountains are always concerned about but i think pro pro probably outweighs that so um again i'm, I'm not an expert in in deep powder riding and i won't pretend to be i i, I can speak to it a little but uh, i do know the guys are always excited when there's still a little bit of stuff that comes out so they're happy for this one yeah, yeah sweet oh talk about the seat yeah, this so that's cool. uh, a new uh, seat accessory seat. Um, I don't have any photos for the underneath of it, but that seat can come off and store the belt, um, which, uh, again, I'm always sitting in the weeds when the mountain guys get to hear about all this, and they were really pumped about that to get the, the belt into a more, I mean, it's just a useful space to put it because then it's not taking up space somewhere else. Um, yeah. You know, they had the battery, or not the battery cover, but like that, they had that kind of cover that went, where maybe a battery would go on a trail sled and that you could put the belt there. So now that frees up some room there. Um, so they seem pretty, uh, pretty stoked about that is a waterproof cover. So I don't have to worry about the belt getting wet as supposedly. So pretty, pretty good for them. I think they're, they're going to enjoy that. That's clever. Like that's listening to mountain riders too, right? You know, where do you put the belt and it's got to be dry and accessible and, and not cramped up in a, in a tight little ball either it's it's yeah, looped the, around in the there panels you know when there's not they they've really slimmed up the bodies with the gen 5 on the mountain sleds so you got to think of how much room that'll also free up on in terms of their hood space uh what they're doing there so i think that's i think that's a great spot i could even see that even being potentially even a trail thing too moving it under the sea it's kind of a smart spot because that current belt cover is a little bit bulky and it's a pain to get the belts in and out of it too um yeah and ultimately 
Oh, it's just because no. you have to take it's it's a really tight space, and they could really slim up the body panels more if they kind of could make that belt cover smaller, the shield smaller. Sorry. Well, ultimately, yeah. the belt doesn't go in the panels of a Gen Five mountain sled. Uh, they, it doesn't no. fit there, so they have the 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 cover and case for it that goes on the back. So this ultimately gets rid of that as well. So um, Gen Five panels are completely different on a trail sled versus a mountain sled. They're um, quite a bit narrower from, you can see how they fit around the CBT and all that. And the interior of the panel is even different too. Um, and they have that little door to fill the oil, the oil uh, reservoir up. So it is quite a bit different from trail to, to mountain. Um, again, we're, we have the luxury of storing our, our belt in the panel, which traditionally works fine. So it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is something that was kind of neat. I, I was wondering why you sent me a picture of the left arm, hand controls, and it, it wasn't until you pointed out that, yeah, they moved some things around for improved ergonomics on this. And, and it's like, now I look at it and I go, yeah, it's great, actually. Yeah, so they made the, the thumb warmer uh, a little more accessible from the handlebar with the thumb. Um, what you'll notice, because it's obviously in a different spot, but not only that, there have been some feedback with the ergonomically and how... Um, it works. So obviously, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say obviously. So the way this works is you hit the button and it controls both thumb and hand at the same time. And that was uh, a bit of a gripe with a, a lot of riders. So with uh, the update in the in the screen in the module, uh, that's the nice thing about the technology that's in that screen and in the, the cluster is that it has the ability to be adapted in an update. So uh, you'll be able to get an update through the dealer uh, for your current sled if you have this uh, um, hand control. So you'll be able to control both thumb and hand grips uh, separately for temperature. Uh, thumb, I should say. So that that's pretty sharp because you know sometimes your thumb's a little colder than your hand. It's just it's just the way it is. So uh, that is a nice little ergonomic change. Yep. Because originally, yeah. currently, you have to stop um, to change the ratio of the bar. Uh, the bar to the thumb, which I can see why that's annoying. I'm really glad they did that. I kind of wish they still had it as two separate buttons. I kind of just wish they'd go back to the old gauge pod, in my opinion. But um, I can see they at least they're taking rider feedback, and that's good because yeah. this, this can only keep getting better, right? So, uh, good change though. Yeah, and I think that's your volume and smart shock button to the left of the OK up and down. Which is intuitively a great and it's spot in a, for it's it. A better spot. Too. It is totally spot. like you don't have to that the top button on the left is for your gauge controls so if you want gauge if you want your stats if you want music if you want um your just button, your it? your yeah it's your app yeah. button yeah yep. um so that's a good spot for it because you rarely touch that i mean once you put the maps on you leave it and then you're th that's where the actual um handlebar heater button was which i love i love where they put it now because it's accessible by your thumb you don't have to do a little uh, finger jig to get it and then if it looks like that's a three position or, or a smart shock type selector there, or your volume control would be it on that the, as well. Because I think the current icon has those three boxes and it's in gear. So I think that yeah. is going to be your smart shock volume. And I like that too, because now it's just right the there. two main buttons that you're going to use while riding, which is going to be the smart shock and your heat grip is just like this. It's now just yeah. a small thumb moving away. Yeah, so I good, love that. Good change. John Luke, do you guys... Uh, buy any mountain sleds from John Luke's dealership, Energy Power Sports. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, uh, you, you won't. For some of you, may not believe that, but because we're literally almost downtown Toronto, but we sell a lot of mountain sleds here. It's crazy. 
I, I never understand it. I'm always, it always makes me super nervous. Um, this year we sold, I think, I want to say about uh, 14 summits. Uh, the majority, 10 of them were Summit X Turbo Experts package. Um, and uh, the balance were probably free rides. But yeah, we we like we do have right now in our showroom a Summit X 165. I'll tell you, it's a 165 Turbo R Powder Max um, with a flex edge and a, a three three inch battle. Yeah, and a and a big screen. Not a slide I want to keep, obviously, but um, this this slide has a bit of a story behind it. Um, as many people may know, there are many. How do I say uh, fraud? And uh, we were lucky enough that we were able to uh, to, to stop it from before it uh, it left. So it was, uh, yeah. So it, it's wow. staying inside the dealership until it gets sold to a real person who's going to really use it. <laughs> wow, that's, that's crazy. That's that one thing. Yeah, we, we, sell, we sell always yeah. a dozen a year at, at least, yeah. And I will say that is a, that is a really nice machine as well for someone that's looking for a Oh, it's a gorgeous sled. It's a beautiful yeah. sled. I, I was, I, when I was in the dealership, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was kind of like I can't believe this is a, a leftover, but it's a great machine. So, but wow, yeah, 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 yeah. gotta watch this. And the big news, which a lot of people are excited for, is the module for the map. So, um, yes, it eliminates the phone connectivity and and uh, some of the problems that that people are experiencing out there and frustrations with plugging your phone in and not having a a cellular signal uh, while you're riding. So. Yeah, this is big, uh, a big ask. A lot of people were really disappointed right away when even the other screen came out, the 7.2, and, and it wasn't uh, integrated. But, you know, good things come to those who wait, I guess. Um, you know, I think there's still advancements, and I think there's still abilities to make this better, but it's a step in the right direction. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, especially there's the mountain There's going to be more to come, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the mountain guys can track their ride now and do some breadcrumbing and, and without service, which is good. Um, you know, the, you do need the app for a few features still. Um, but I will say my app and my phone ran very seamlessly this year. It worked very well. I think between the update that I have in the screen and my I have a newer phone, I think, is uh, part of the successes. Um, this year it worked very well. So I have no real gripes about that. Um, even when I was in and out of service, the map would let me know, but it still popped up and still operated fine. So it's still doing what it needs to do for me. Um, as an Ontario resident, I, we're not going to see some of the benefits that this gauge has uh, that others will see, but um, that's not necessarily BRP's fault either. So, um, yeah. I, I think once you have the module, though, like the updates, like anything, like updating your sled through Wi-Fi, it's you're at least there and it's as they push that through the system and the network it's uh it's easy to 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 make the change right that's right okay. a lot yeah. of ontario riders think we're, we're uh converted to quebec riders this year <laughs> so this is i took this screenshot earlier this is actually it on you can go on on um, the parts you know just look it up it's embedded maps on skidoo's main website for canada that's the price 99.99 CAD or $79.99 USD. Honestly, a good price. This is so this is for your 2024 and 2023 sleds. That's yeah. it. I that, think that's a fair price to add it to a machine. I heard some people are like it should be a free update. Come on, let's be yeah. real here. 
So this is, but it comes on every 25 with the 10.25 inch gauge. That's yep. actually a misconception I saw on Facebook already with people thinking that it was an accessory you had to add, but no, it's a 2025, 10.25 inch gauge gets the maps. This is only for 24, 23. Yep. Adds GPS tracking, adds embedded maps, uh, and uh, allows GPS mapping and tracking without a cell phone. So I think that was one of the things is that, that when they first mentioned it, it seemed like it was just dropping breadcrumbs. It wasn't really the navigation that we're used to with our phones. And it, by the, by reading this, it sounds like it's it's everything that that it's cracked up to be. But you know, again, it's going to need some work with the OFSC and things like that before we can, you know. Does does this need uh, uh, JL? Do you know, or maybe even Corey? Do you know if this needs any work at the dealer to work, or can you just put this on the twenty four and plug and play? So I've heard both, to be honest with you. And oh. and uh, it's funny because we, we we're placing orders of some of those parts right now. I, I think it will come down to, uh, I, I think you do need to, to have, um, I think you need, need to have buds, as I understand. I mean, I'm hearing both. So I, I, I don't know just yet. I really don't yeah. have the right answer. I want to say something out of school. Cool. But, but um, inevitably, I mean, I think from warranty and all that stuff, you should probably make sure that the dealer installs it so it's done right. Uh, but yeah. the price is great. I agree with you. I, I think that uh, you know everybody is expected to be more. But uh, yeah, hundred bucks. I think it's a completely fair price to add it to a twenty-four, twenty-three. Uh, and and you I mean it, people are always going to complain about having to spend money, but. When you think about it, this is already however much you spent on your machine when you bought it in yeah. 24, 23. hundred bucks to add this feature, which really like we've had, you know, we've, we've, everybody has mixed reviews on the, on the screen engage with your phone. And a lot of people do just use it for the buddy tracking. A lot of the mountain guys yeah. and even some, even just trail riders just want to use it for the breadcrumbing and, and stuff like that. So I think this is really going to be a big change for those guys. And, but I think it's a recommended product for everybody that has the gauge. I think this is added adds. I think it technically will add value to the sleds too. A little bit of the older ones, maybe to some yeah. people. I'm, I'm just yeah. reading. It says that, uh, and, and I've never seen that this time before, but a software update will be required to use the built-in navigation feature. That probably means buds. I would think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Probably not remote. Well, software. you're going to have it. Uh, you're going to have a dealer installed anyway. Uh, for the most yeah. part, likely so, and and you'd be kind of silly not to, as long as you're not a million moons away from your dealer and you can get your sled there in a reasonable amount of time, then just do it. Then you know it's done right, and you're not going to question yourself. <laughs> That's all I could say. It makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know, and anyone that doesn't see value in it and it doesn't seem to be worth a hundred dollars, like I said, then don't buy it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, so, maps aren't for everybody either. Too like I know some people that could care less if they had the big gauge in the maps and, and, you know, like, so that's the thing it's, it, it isn't for everybody, you know? So oh, here's the mountain. Um, oh yeah, there we go. That's out of order. So that's the, uh, that's a picture you sent me. Yeah. I touched on that, the new uh, soft mountain bag. Uh, they are, I always use they cause uh, the mountain fellas as <laughs> on the whole, we're, we're excited for a little more appealing storage. The, there was a, a glove box extension uh, that, truthfully didn't look super great on a mountain sled it kind of gave it that mohawk look uh that was a, a tough look for the mountain sled. so um this is yeah. a little more line and and still get some storage out of it so they were they were happy with that accessory 
Yeah, that's a good look. I love how they make it because the yellow inside looks so sharp. Yeah, it does. It looks cool. And you know what? I'd be able to see if I left it open because <laughs> it would be glowing at me. Well, it's in front <laughs> yeah, of you. Right in front of me. Yeah, your bags, uh, all your link stuff. You need to start riding a snowmobile backwards so all the link is in front of you. That I, way. I think so. All I mean, the stuff, bumper metal. had this one, all the stuff, we hitting him in the face as he's lying. <laughs> oh, there goes the 360 camera. The, there goes there's the hail. There's the, <laughs> it, it's hailing like crazy. Ooh. And this is this is kind of new. It's a, uh, just an accessory they come out with to update the the oxygen helmet. It's a ventilation system in the visor that uh, you can open and close to let more air in. And it's supposed to cool the helmet by ten degrees. Yesterday was a hot day on the trails with the oxygen. I you know I didn't mind. I didn't wear a balaclava yeah. under it yesterday. Um, but I, the uh, it, it's uh, it was th th this would have been great. I had my vents open. But I mean, to easily be able to access one button would have been pretty cool. Yeah, I could have used a, a Pyra yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Spring riding. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's that's a nice up, up, upgrade uh, or update. Uh, I talked to Paul about it. He really he's already using it on his uh, on his helmet, and he uh, he obviously <laughs> really likes it. And he says that uh, it's just just more of a function thing, right? Like, yeah, we can crack the visor on our. Uh, on our current ones, but from a control standpoint, you're not really controlling the volume and, and, and the snow dust as much. So this is going to be able to, cause it's obviously not just on or off. You've got a couple stages in it. So you'll be able to control a little bit more air through there. And again, a little bit mitigate some of the, the wind across your face cause cracking the visor. Uh, I run with a crack pretty much all the time when I wear my oxygen and you know, you can kind of feel a little wind burn going on if it's really cold. Um, but I, I still prefer it cracked versus completely sealed. Um, I'm kind of a warm bodied person, so I do get a little warm in that helmet. And that is obviously something that they've heard through other riders. So adding the ventilation system, uh, was, was good. Yeah. yeah I cool. also run my, I always, cause I also like, I don't know, just me, I always used to pop in the visor open at stops. I kind of hate, it's not hard, but it's, it's a bit of like a pull to get it up. So I always just leave it down or just one click up and just let a little more air in even when it was minus 30 minus 25 riding in quebec i still had it clicked up one open with it just set on high and it was fine like that so i'm yeah. interested in this either. yeah and it, it, it uh, works with the with your existing oxygen plus if you have the led light in the chin like we have it it doesn't Im impede that as well it's it'll still shine through the bottom part of that visor which is really cool yeah and and i i'm pretty spoiled i do tend to pick a helmet based on weather because i have that ability but it can also be a little bit of a pain because i'm like ooh, what helmet do i pack what helmet do i bring so to make a helmet a little more versatile is great and for the average consumer that wants to buy the one helmet that does everything well you know the oxygen is is definitely a contender um you know the new advex is a great helmet too uh there's a lot of pros to that um, I do think that between the oxygen and the advex, it's still preference because uh, they function differently. So you're allowed to have your opinion and you're always going to be entitled to your opinion. So someone might like the advex and someone might hate it. Same thing with the oxygen, um, but they both do uh, their job very well. Yeah, all for sure. Uh, John, Luke, do you have a, a MSRP on just the VAR alone? Oh, the, I'm yet? sorry, you, you cut out there. Uh, do you, is there a price on the visor for if you wanted to add it to your oxygen helmet? 
Oh, so interesting. So as of this morning, uh, I, I'm told that there is no kit. Okay. Uh, there won't be kits just yet. Um, I'll have to get back to you on that. Right now, there is. Uh, there'll obviously be replacement parts for that helmet, um, the, the for the flow, but they're not going to be providing immediately anyway or in the short term the uh, the kits, the retro kits. That's okay. what I understand. So good to know. Good to know. So yeah. Gulitz needs a whole helmet anyway. So there you go. Right. He's, he's Great news we sell. So I guess yeah. Advex it is then. <laughs> no, no. The, the, you buy the whole helmet. Well, yeah. whole you know what? It, it's interesting. I mean, I, I ride both, uh, much like Corey, it, it, obviously having access to all this stuff. But um, I love oxygen for certain things. I, I, I love the look of Advex. Uh, you do have to get used to having the, the entire thing open. But once you figure this out and you figure the, the venting of it you don't really open your helmet yeah um, often but it depends on temperature it depends on you know uh, sunny and all that good stuff it's just so many different variables right um yeah, for sure but uh i mean they're both great helmets there's no doubt skidoo has made a great helmet on both on both sides of the fence yeah no it is i like the oxygen it's great and then that vent would be really cool. Uh, there's one accessory that we forgot to talk about, and it's the they're selling the um, the BRP Vibe communicator, the one that's that comes with the you can get for the uh, Advex that fits yeah. into it. They're selling that as a standalone accessory uh, this year, as it appears. So that'll be good if you want to run those with your group. Yeah. Typically, one, one cool thing other set of communicators you can't cross pollinate between brands. So yeah. if you want to get your whole group hooked on one the one BRP vibe communicator, then they sell the kits for those now, which is pretty cool. So right. That's just something to add. There is uh, this year, uh, Skidoo's coming out with a, uh, a mono suit, a full, oh, yep. really, I mean, they look awesome. They look really, really cool. Uh, I don't know, Corey, if you've seen the black and yellow one with the, um, it, it's um, at the risk of saying it looks a little bit like FXR. It just, it looks that much fun. Uh, as you know, FXR does a lot of kind of crazy colors and all that stuff. So this one is is uh, up that alley. Um, it looks it looks pretty very cool, and and it's a um, bit of a throwback. My dad used to have model suits way way back when. So yeah, that's the one right there. Yeah, uh, is that no? That's not the one. Is that the one? This I'm is a model. About? This I, I it's the only model one I have a photo of. Um, okay, it's yellow and blue pockets. I don't know. There could be more. Yeah. That's just all I, all I got to see. Well, Everything else yeah. is. So they they got some cool clothing that that are coming out as well. And and oh yeah yeah that, exactly yeah that, that sort of. I think that's a ladies' version. This one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I didn't. We didn't get a bunch of details on uh, clothing yet. I got some photos, but we usually have a pack conversation yeah. uh, a little bit later. Yeah, and you're saying uh, that Corey Jenks should wear a ladies. <laughs> you're saying Corey Jenks should wear a ladies uh, version of it. Yeah, well, well, I keep your girlish figure, right? You gotta stay on the lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did see that the ladies version of those mono suits also has like a, a um, an easy zip to access the the rear end, yeah. as we should say. It, it yeah. kind of like how you can buy it, like a lot of them. The mono suits like drops off the whole bottom of it, so you it's, got it. It's, it's, you got uh, it. They really did think that through, at least. 
there's yeah. different colors for both the, the the male and female side. Oh, I think that my dad's adding one more photo here. I got a few more photos John Luke sent in late late at, at the 11th hour, oh. so we better show them. Yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> I'll comment on that. So uh, a few years back, I uh, I bought a cottage. Well, I, mo I moved cottages, and um, the gentleman that had it before me, uh, that that room there uh, was a shed. Actually, he built the entire cottage and its furniture out of that shed. It was uh, it was literally a carpentry uh, shed, and um, it sat for a few years. I didn't exactly know what to do with it. I wanted a different vocation, and I spoke to Corey Brock, who's online right now. And I said, Corey, I'd love for you to help me to kind of design and kind of create something really, really cool. I'm thinking of having a bar, uh, and it's missing a couple of things there. We've added some things since then. Um, but I want some really, really cool – I want to basically make it like a man cave. The part you don't see is there's a big 80-inch screen TV. Um, now we have an Xbox <laughs> uh, plugged into oh, it. Oh, that's We've cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have a nice fireplace, a wood fireplace there. We have some furniture now, some uh, really cool furniture. But Corey uh, found the, the the metal of the back, just basically um, a tin uh, roof that he found at, at a place, and he just uh, he designed it, um, and he uh, it just it's so cool. Everybody that's came into this shed so far, it just it's becoming the hangout and the bar on the lake. It's uh, it's it's awesome it's so cool yeah so if you and yeah, i'll tell I'm you this the speed at which he's created this and you know executed from cleaning it roughing it uh floor uh, uh paint the decor uh, everything the structure it was so fast i think he did in four days was, i i couldn't believe it great work. that's because uh, the trails the trails weren't open john luke had the That's trails been open right ahead of time? Had you not called the club ahead of time and told them to close the trails for that four-day period? Yeah. But he does, honestly, he does great work. He does some work for, for the dealership from time to time. Uh, Corey's an outstanding guy. Can't say enough about him. He's more than, than a client. Obviously, now he's uh, fallen to a different category. But uh, but what a great work. Uh, if, you have, if you need some stuff done, whether it's – he does much better, bigger things than that, but – but uh, what a guy! What a guy! Yeah. No, it's it's good, and he's he's helped me on a few projects, and oh, it's uh, and back. very meticulous and and attention to super detail. meticulous, yeah. super clean. Yeah. yeah. OCD yeah, does a great job. Yeah. Totally OCD. It, yes. It needs a kegerator, and I said it needs a vintage sled in there yes. as well. So. Yeah. yeah. So we're on the hunt for that. We're on the hunt for that. Yeah. We're. we're I'm looking for. I was born in 1972. So that's sort of what I'm kind of chasing oh, right now. Perfect. But, yeah. 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 Have a 2018 you can put on the wall if you want to do that. Uh, 2018. I don't know. Rob Reiner <laughs> says, Jinxie, uh, addressing the white elephant, how successful you are racing the comp turbo against other sleds? And <laughs> the Spoker Freerider was running a glazed belt and no ice. I, you know, like, let's, great guy, but let's be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's going to be situational for sure of the, the sled itself, the, the surface that it's on and, and all the, the things that go along with it, stud pattern, how many studs, there's a lot of variables in racing. Uh, and uh, I didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to go against a boost at any time, mostly because I don't associate myself with players riders. 
Just kidding. <laughs> or uh, vice versa. Yeah, but I have one, uh, I call him an acquaintance, a guy that I have ridden with. He's a buddy of a buddy that has one, and we just never really crossed paths this year. But we definitely had a, a, a little chat going at the beginning of the season. So if I happen to see him, it, it's on for sure. Uh, anybody I did race out of a friend group, I uh, made light work of it. Um, in the situations that I was in, I it was successful. Um but that being said, I have a few family members that are running like 300 horsepower sleds that I just make sure I don't talk a big talk in front of the wrong people because uh, that doesn't go well for me. So I'm not yeah. a lake racer. I'm not the guy that needs to be to the end first. Uh, so I don't ever bring it up because I don't care to be. But uh, if anyone ever wants to line up uh, a sled, uh, I'm, I'm happy to do it and see because uh, I you can't hurt my pride. It's fine. I don't have to be the first one to end the lake. If you win, fine. But that being well, said, a couple yeah, NA 850s, a couple NA 850s uh, caught the smoke for sure. Like it wasn't even close. Um, a buddy on a new 900 Turbo R. I was really surprised because he, I didn't, I wasn't changing my suspension for this, so my sled didn't really transfer a lot. So with him being a little bit bigger guy, his sled really transferred and hooked up with a pre-studded track better than my studded track. And I was really surprised because he took off and I'm looking, I'm like, Oh shit. I like, I was like two or three sled lengths right away. I went, Oh, I'm not getting that back. But then I started crawling. I crawled them and I pulled them. And I also didn't let go of that throttle until I know I had them by a few sled lengths, but it was very interesting. <laughs> to, uh, very interesting to, uh, to see that play out. Cause I thought I would need to get them off the hole out of the hole and then hold it and this it would be kind of very similar all the way down the lake but i reeled them in in the midsection where where the sled is very impressive in the mid uh that's where i reeled them in and um you know i'm open to seeing if i can get anybody else out on a lake but uh conditions don't look uh so good for us anymore so we'll see what happens yeah maybe water cross yeah, yeah that, that'd be great to see you skipping across the lake there we saw that yesterday sure. in dorset yeah. Yeah, I was going over the bridge, and there's guys on the there's guys on the bridge looking over the edge. And I look, and it's really open right now. And there's a guy going through on a Gen Four. No, it was, a, it was a player switchback. No, it wasn't. It was a Gen what? Four no, Spear. No, no way. It's Definitely, I got it on video. Skipping. Did you actually? Yeah, I got it on video. Jeez. Yeah. So, yeah, good show. Corey says. Mike Galit says, good show. Fair answer. All good. Yeah, Rob Reinhardt said. John Luke wants to know what Massart has for seventy twos. Yeah, there we go. Matt Sart said he's got 70. He's got yeah. what was his exact words? I how many 72s you want? I have yeah. a few. <laughs> he does have, he does. Oh, he have does. John Luke wants good ones though. Oh <laughs> dang. John Luke James Drew Gary. Yeah, thank you. Oh, his will be clean. Thank you for another great Monday night. Cannot believe this Friday is March already. I know. Um, John Luke, when does spring orders go till and when does it end? So at it opened up last week after club um, and will close on April 2nd. It's a little bit longer than I think the last couple of years we've had, um, but uh, but only by a few days. And of course, this year we get a February 29th, which is leap year, my birthday, just saying. Um, yeah. But uh, but yes, we do have an extra day. Um, it will close uh, basically two weeks after I think the tour occurred so you you don't have a ton of time if you want to look you know what what does the yellow in the backcountry really look like um 
those sleds will be there um, at, at the show. Right so on. only the spring colors only. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And logistically, uh, for people across the this this great continent, um, what where do you deal in John Luke? I know I've, you've had people from New Brunswick coming to you from the show and things like yeah, that. Like, yeah. it, just it, get in touch with Energy Power Sports and ask any questions you have, and and you'll point them in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we always encourage, you know, to be fair to the other dealers uh, to order locally if you can. But if you do want to deal with us, uh, we, we think we're, we're pretty good, too. And uh, <laughs> and but uh, yeah, absolutely. Just give us a call. We'll try to place your spring order. The big difference this year is you've got to put down a thousand dollars as opposed to the usual 500. So they did change this year the rule. Um, they really want to make sure that people will commit. And I think a thousand dollars is maybe more meaningful than only $500. Right. So, um, so you gotta be ready to put a deposit, a non-refundable deposit of a thousand dollars, um, as opposed to 500. Right on. And, right on. and just a little word on that, just so I can, you know, I'll talk on behalf of the dealers right now. So people say, how come it's not refundable? Well, imagine this. The sled we have here, the Summit X, is you know a, a unit that we especially ordered for someone. You know that's the, the sled they wanted, not a sled we would typically order on on a what we would call in-season sled, right? So a dealer is making an order, and in Canada, um, depending on the legislation, but most of the provinces in Canada, when a dealer, a car dealer, a truck dealer, or otherwise, places a special order for you. Uh, they're basically putting the risk out there um, and committing to the factory producing something unique for you. And that's your choice. It's what you want it to have. When you're stuck with it, it's not a lot of fun, unfortunately. You have to dispose of it. So um, that, that is the reason behind it, obviously. And uh, But you know, we try to slow down the process. We want to make sure that you're ordering exactly what you need, what's right for you. Um, we certainly don't want to end up with a bunch of summit X's on, on the floor. It's kind of rare. This is the first time it happens in five years, so it's not so, so bad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so you have until April 2nd to place your order. We can do it by phone um, if you know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, the key is there are so many, like I'm looking at the screen over here on the side, there are so many order number and order codes with those new tracks with uh, you know turbo engines now that, that has added so many more SKUs. So we have to be absolutely precise. Um, and you have, if, let's say you're to order tomorrow and you change your mind next week, you have until April 2nd to change your mind. We have to change the certificate. BRP is really great about that. They, they, uh, they get us to uh, print a certificate, which we give you a copy of. Uh, it is your proof that you've ordered that unique uh, sled from BRP. Uh, the $1,000 you give us, dealers, actually goes to BRP. It doesn't stay in our bank account. It goes to BRP. And uh, then they're the holder of uh, that money. Good, good stuff. Energypowersports.ca and uh, Jinxie, how do people stay in touch with you if they don't know already? Oh, you follow me on social media, uh, Facebook, uh, Jinxie Boy. I also have my full name there. Um, you'll probably find my personal one. I don't tend to, to add people in my personal one. So look for my athlete page uh, or uh, Instagram's best, uh, which is uh, at Jinxie Boy. Yeah, right on. Just like the decal says on the 
on the thumbnail of this video. But thank you for your insight today. That was an awesome show. Really exciting. John Luke, thanks for hanging out with us for the night. I know you're a busy guy, so it's neat yeah. to get the dealer perspective on this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry, I could not be on it as often as I usually have been in the last few years. It's just been super challenging. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been tough this year for all kinds of reasons. But uh, soon you'll find out why I'm busy. Oh, right on. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Can't wait. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, thank you guys, and I'll just roll the credit and. Uh, Thanks everybody for the for the engaging chat tonight as well, and uh, hopefully we'll find John Lucas seventy two in this process. You know that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Uh, I you know I get lots of things from Corey Brock. He sends me all them Facebook Marketplace, and well, we'll definitely find something. I, I want to yeah. hang it up. I wanna, it's gonna look good. Yeah, Massart said that he knows a guy's got some in crates still. So there you go. You want to go that clean? That may be seminars, maybe. That it would yeah. be. So I yeah, told crazy. him I, I, could, I could tell him I could send him in your direction. He knows a lot of guys for vintage stuff. That would be awesome. There you go. Anyways. You got the, you get the original yeah, crate to go with it too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Yeah. Thank you guys. Be good. Make sure you hit the like button and uh, subscribe if you're not already subscribing. Thanks, Cheers. Corey. Good to see you again. Not you too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Corey. Yeah. Thanks, Corey. guys. It's a journey for